0: yeah yeah
1: i have no sound effects and
0: <laughs> yeah, we need no intro song and no, then we had an intro song
1: oh yeah no we we actually still working on the intro song so we got something um just doing a little touch up at the end
0: oh, okay but
1: um yeah you gotta be ready for the video shoot man <laughs>
0: <laughs> Listen to it, man. We should do it at the rodeo. We should have just did it, took a bunch of video at the, when we we're at the rodeo together and just edited that into a video. But yeah, man, we working on we working on big things for the production side of the podcast, man. We are trying to get a fancy intro, I'm trying to get some uh, copyright free music to yeah. play since we can't be playing nothing copyrighted no more. They didn't shut that shit down, so yeah, yeah, we get into it, man. We get into it.
1: We working, as people we like trying. to say.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: we working bro
0: yeah we grinding man we grinding it out uh so welcome to another exciting episode of the gems and jigs podcast we are back at it back in full effect a lot to break down from these past couple of weeks um to talk about some a little bit of new music not much um a lot of topics and things going on a lot a lot of stuff going on in the sports world as well crazy free agency in the nfl a lot of wild stuff going on draft coming up so we're we'll getting to all that stuff, man. But first, Figgy, how you been, man? those it's been busy for you around there at the station.
2: Yeah,
1: it's been super busy, man. I've been working like crazy, um, working my photo booth job, too. So um, I've been trying to get this money, man. And I started working out this week. I got a personal trainer. Okay. So um, started this week. I'm sore as hell. <laughs> I've been getting up five in the morning. Damn. Uh been trying to get to the gym. Well, I got to I get to the gym around eight in the morning. Try to work out before I do the show. Okay. Um, uh, been drinking a lot of water. Uh look, yeah. this is my gallon of water right here. There you go. Yeah, it's yep. crucial, man. <laughs> yep. So man, I'm trying to get that rodeo food out of me, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sticks to your ribs after a while, man. It's tough. Yeah. I remember the day after, and I didn't eat a whole lot at the rodeo either. I, I had like a big ass baked potato. And that Trill Burger, by the way, <laughs> time to review the Trill Burger uh, real quick, uh-oh. man. Because we finally had the uh, the much talked about, much boosted on social media, a uh, Trill Burger. Bum B's involved with it, of course. I'm sure y'all have seen all the media stuff about it. The Trill Burger, we had it at the Houston Rodeo. It was like a little pop up shop. The line was long when we first got there. So we waited until the end and uh, cl- close to closing time there was barely anybody there so we just got one Look, can we be real about this burger man
1: <laughs> yeah that's what this podcast is all about
0: dog now look I, I already <laughs> checked all of this if they want to talk about a sponsorship okay I will tell y'all this is the best burger ever <laughs> but they are not paying us so I gotta <laughs> be honest man it was a very average ass burger dog <laughs> like there's nothing special about it <laughs> And it costs $15 for the fucking burger, man. (laughs) Why is this burger $15? Like I can, I guess everything at the rodeo is boosted. So, okay. But I bought that baked potato with the rib and brisket and sausage links in it.
1: Shout out to Triple J, For 20
0: bucks. Yeah. Shout out to them. 20 bucks. And a a burger alone at this pop-up shop. Cost
1: $15. Yeah, yeah. And all you get is the burger. Yeah, man. It's man, it's something about these burgers too, man, because we kind of had this whole debate uh earlier this week about burgers and how because you know, you know how we always had a debate on what's better Whataburger, McDonald's, yeah. Wendy's and uh, Burger King and all that shit. And we had a lot of people trying to bring up Whataburger, mid. Uh five guys is better. Like five guys in a whole different category, man. That's more mm-hmm. of a luxury type of burger. That ain't no fast food spot. And and five guys, man, you could get a burger fry and a drink. That shit like $22 yes. <laughs> for that. You're not paying that much for a burger from Whataburger or McDonald's. So I think I think Trill Burger is probably trying to get in that. Five guys, Smash Burger. Um, what's the other ones? Um, um In
0: N Out, one of them too.
1: Yeah, Shake Shack. Trying yeah. to get trying to get in that category of burgers. And, you know, I think those burgers are good. Obviously, probably better than like Whataburger or McDonald's, but
0: yeah, it's not, not good enough to what they're charging for
1: it, man. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's more, yeah. I, I feel like you better off going to like Red Robin or something mm-hmm. or going to like a full-blown restaurant for a burger.
0: Nah, man. Like this this trend of making luxury shit out of poor people shit has got to end, dog. You got luxury pizza places, you got luxury shrimp and grits. You got luxury burgers. Man, these bur- this food was made for like poor people in the, the Great Depression, dog. Okay? <laughs> think about it. A-, a burger patty on two pieces of bread is like a struggle meal if you think about it, man.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that's-, that's
0: some shit you eat when times are rough. Yeah. It's not like caviar or escargot or some shit, man. So why are we <laughs> acting like this shit? deserves to be priced at 15-20 bucks. Yeah. And then you eat it and it's a regular ass burger, man. Yeah. You can make this shit at home with the same ingredients. And I hate when people say this, but it's way cheaper now, dog, to make this shit with your own ingredients. Oh, they got caramelized onions. Who gives a fuck, man? <laughs> it's all the same shit, dog. Yeah. It's there was nothing special about the Trill burger. And I went in with an open mind and an open wallet. <laughs> and it sucked ass, man. Yeah, like it was not good. Pimp C rolling his grave with <laughs> him putting Ain't the trail name about this burger. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I I agree with you, man. I actually I like the burger, but it's at the end of the day, it's a burger. I'm not sitting here saying, "Oh my god, you never taste a burger like this before." Yeah, I think it's good, but the, I think the price is the price, man. And when you look at it, like. If I was to go on a date to Trill Burger, and at the end of the date it's like, here's the bill or the price, I'm gonna be like, damn, we spent that on some burgers.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Like that's insane. Like we could have went, we could have went to Saltgrass, or we could we could have went to a steakhouse at this point or a real restaurant. So um, yeah, that's see that's the downside to it, man. Because I think if it was in the McDonald's price wise category. I think it'd be real good. Yeah. But it's like, man, twenty dollars for burgers and fries. And so if you got a day if you got a family, that's like eighty dollars right there on burgers and fries. So, um, yeah, man, it's a lot of burger places like that. Smash burger is damn near similar. You paying fifteen bucks for uh at least you get the meal. You probably get the meal for fifteen, probably close to twenty, <laughs> but those type of places Smash uh, Smash burger, um, What's it uh, Five Guys <laughs> Shake Shack All them places Man I went to Shake Shack And I think we came up Off of like $45 man And at that point I'm like man This is ridiculous man mm-hmm. Like the burger Was kind of small too And I was still lo- Low key hungry <laughs> mm-hmm. I wasn't like Stuffed or full Had nothing left over So I'm like man This is ridiculous man
0: Dog, I'm just sick of overpriced poor people shit, man. Like T-shirts that cost $50. Fucking (laughs) joggers that cost 80. Hoodies that cost 100. Like, dog, what are we doing here, man? Burgers that cost $20. Yeah. What's going on here, man? Yeah. Like the word luxury means nothing anymore, dog. Because we're, we're taking clothes as shit that poor people wore. 20 years ago and making it high-priced luxury fashion shit. I'm getting sick of it, dog.
1: How about this, though? Because that
0: cost $200. Yeah.
1: How about this, though? I know you noticed this, but um, it's like a new phase of, like, uh, restaurants that sell chicken strips. So chicken strip restaurants. So, I mean, you got the Kangs. Everybody know about Kangs. But then you had these other places that only sell chicken strips, and they kind of it for that. It's like, duh, yes. like how special can you make chicken strips? Like it's nothing special it's about breaded
0: chicken, dog. Yes, like, there's nothing you can do to it that makes it worth charging <laughs> a lot for that shit, man.
1: Yes. So I'm just like, man, that's I don't know. It, it's getting ridiculous now, man. Like just the simple foods that they're trying to shoved down our throats Mm -hmm. and overcharged for it and you know all the arguments about we had we had i mean me and you didn't have the arguments but we talked about how people try to pump up shit like pizza like oh no you gotta have bob's pizza that pizza is much better than uh pizza. pizza
0: it's bread with (laughs) fucking tomato sauce man they're all the same dog Yes, and people would try to
1: argue up and down like no, I can't say I don't
0: like chain restaurants. You got to go, you know. I don't eat Domino's. You got to go eat uh, Tony McGregor's Pizza <laughs> off of Forty Five, and <laughs> <laughs> it's a small little hole in the wall. You got uh, a <laughs> fucked up electricity, but it got the best pizza in in the city. I'm like, okay, yeah, man.
1: it's like, dog, come on, man. Like, I can bring a Little Caesars pizza here. Your ass gonna eat it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> With no, you ain't gonna sit there like, oh
1: no, I don't eat. I don't eat Little Caesars. Nah, I'm good. Like, come on, man.
0: <laughs> it's like when they do the water test where people who say they only drink Fiji water, they got to. <laughs> they say, okay, tell me which. Of the, they bring out cups and say, tell me which one of these is Fiji and which one of them not. And the one that they pick is actually like water from the faucet,
3: yeah, or some shit.
0: So. It's like, it's like that with pizza. I bet if you brought a bunch of pizza from different chains and places and say, do you know where this pizza is from? And the, <laughs> the Little Caesars, they'll say, "Is it, this gourmet pizza or some shit, dog. Like, it's all the same, man. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the, the pizza debates get old and boring, too. Like, don't tell me no place got the best pizza, then I go this regular-ass pizza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that shit, dog.
1: Yeah, or you got to get pizza from New York. That's that's yeah. the best pizza. Pizza in New York is the best pizza. Like, come
0: on, man. It is. Man. Like, okay, it's pizza, man. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's not life-changing about yeah. pizza, man.
1: Yeah, we had, like, we said, talking about, like, fried uh, a certain type of chicken or something. A
0: certain you, type of steak or something, yeah, man. Like, do, come on, you dog. You can do all
1: type of stuff with chicken. You can mm. fry it all type of different ways. You can bake it. You can do all or type of Or the best stuff with seafood
0: chicken. place, man. There's a bunch yeah. of places you can go for seafood. Different flavors. People cook it differently.
1: Yeah. So yeah, pizza is like, come on, man. It's a it's like two different ways to make pizza.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then,
3: yeah, I'm getting and tired th- of and it. And
1: then man. you get people talking about, so, oh yeah, you know the the dough, the way the dough is made. It's like come the on. The water's
0: different in New York. Yeah, it's fucking sewage and rat infested. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that puts a little kick into the pizza dough. I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting sick of this shit. People being bougie over broke people's shit like pizza and burgers, man. Enough. Yeah, had it, yeah, but anyway. So, the Chill Burger was not all that, in my opinion, man. Like, <laughs> it wasn't bad, but it was not worth what they're charging for that. shit. Maybe it's cheaper if you go, it, like, there's no official storefront, I guess. It's just yeah. like a pop up burger yeah. place.
1: So, they actually, uh, they're building a store, I want to say, in Montrose. Okay, so I'm not sure what type of stores, I'm not sure if it's going to be like a fast food spot. Or it's going to be like a five guys where you just kind of walk in and, you know, wait for five to 10 minutes. But, um, yeah. So I guess the first store is going to be in Montrose.
0: Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, as long as it's not $15 a burger, I won't mm, have a problem with it. Might be <laughs> but if, they, if they keep that price point, fucking man, that's some bullshit, dog. It is not worth that much, man. That's too much. That ain't true. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> take that monkey shit off, y'all. Embarrassing us, with some fucking <laughs> funky ass burgers, man. Um. Yep. So anyway, yeah. we're talking about something before that. Was, we uh,
1: me working out. And oh yeah, working
0: yeah, yeah. out all
1: this rodeo food. So, um, I've been in the gym. I've been, um. Working with my trainer three times a week. So, I'm going to just keep it going, man. I'm going to see where it go. I'm sore. Legs feel like spaghetti. It's
2: a good (laughs) sign, man. Arms
1: feel like spaghetti. So, um, yeah, actually, you actually know the trainer. Um, Our guy, Diego, who used to work here. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, he a trainer. So, I hit him up, and he come up here and, you know, train me for an hour, about an hour, hour and a half, so.
0: Do y'all go to the gym in the uh, the station or the yeah. building? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yep. Yeah.
1: So uh, getting in right before uh before work, and then good to go, man. <laughs>
0: cool. Yep. Yeah. yeah, man, that's the best. Um, I do. I don't know when I I've done early morning workouts, but. I go I go in between. Sometimes I do late instead. Sometimes I just don't feel like getting up in the morning. But mm. getting it in the early feels good, man. Cause you feel like you did something. You still got the whole day ahead of you. Yeah. So yeah, the yeah. early morning workouts are pretty good too, man.
1: Yeah, I felt good. Like going to work, I was just like, ah, I feel I feel yeah.
0: accomplished. Got a nice little pump going. You feel the guns get a little bit. Yeah. I know. Man. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm trying yes. to get back on track, man. That the rodeo had me feeling like crap.
0: Yeah, man. It's uh it's it's hard getting old, man. When yeah. these foods and like you when you drink, and yeah, all stuff, this shit don't, and it's stuff like, don't go down
1: the same, man. Yeah, it
0: don't, man. You feel all bloated and shit. And it's like, damn, what <laughs> happened, man? I used to eat a whole pizza when I was young and not feel nothing. Yeah. Now I could eat two slices and I'm out. I'm down for the count, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, it's tough, but what can yeah. you do? Just gotta take care of yourself, man. Yeah. Um, new releases? Anything come out recently, man? Anything I know? Uh, Talib Kweli dropped a new album, uh produced by Lib. Okay, and I want to hear it, but he dropped it on the same bullshit they dropped oh, that fucking Black man. Star Two album on, oh, man. man. Damn. <laughs> so I, I got to go look for a link. I've been too lazy to look, but I heard it's I, it's gotten good reviews. I heard it's really good, <laughs> and I, I'm just getting sick of this shit, man. Like, look. <laughs> It's okay. I'm fine with you not putting it on modern streaming, but my issue is like they're not even releasing physicals. They're not doing vinyl. They're not doing anything, man. Like, what if you just want to hear the album and not stay subscribed to this bullshit? Yeah. What are you supposed to do legally about that? They don't even care, I don't think. But Yeah. I,
1: I'm curious how I'm curious how the numbers looking. Because I'm sure they got a bag for it.
0: Yeah. So I'm it sure don't they got even, paid up front.
1: Yeah, so it probably don't even matter to them yeah. what the numbers look like. But that gotta be a little discouraging a little bit to see only a few people, and I'm using few loosely. May, let's say maybe a hundred people. <laughs> listen to your album because they're the only ones that sus- subscribe to that I would be yeah. i would be like man maybe I'll just leave it on this site or whatever this device for like a month or a couple weeks and then release it normally
0: mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. like nah I-, I would be fine with that if they did physicals man like bring back the physicals if you're just gonna release it on an exclusive uh streaming platform and nothing else.
2: Yeah.
1: Like
0: I'll buy the CD, I'll buy the vinyl. I want to support, but I can't. I got to subscribe to this bullshit that I'm not going to use except to listen to two albums. Yeah, do I'm you, not going to do that, man. Do you
1: feel like th- them doing that is kind of a sellout type of mood Because it's like like to me that show you that you just really care about the money. Because you're yeah. not doing it's not like it's your device. I don't mm-hmm. think it is. It's not it's not like it's yours. And you trying to, you know, you you kind of get a two for one you get your fans supporting you two times pretty much but it seemed like it's you know they just got a boatload of money and they rather just keep it you know to people whoever buy that device or whatever it is and not care about their core fan base
0: I mean pretty much but I mean the way they talk recently I don't think they even care about their fans like that man. I mean they do mm. make good music still like I like Black Star 2 a lot the second Black Star album I thought it was good mm. Um so I think they still care about putting out good music but for some reason they just have like this apathy towards their fans where they're like fuck it cuz uh, the second Black Star album had been done for a while mm. like I want to say maybe like a year before they finally put it out mm. So they were just looking for some place to give them a lot of money for it Mm. And part of me kind of sympathizes because I'm like, okay, this is a kind of an underground rap group at this point. They're not going to make a lot of money on streaming if they did it the traditional way. And they're looking for some money for their art. I get that. But like I said, make physicals, man. Your fan base will support you and buy physicals. if You put that out. But they're not even doing that. They're saying the only way to listen to it, it's get this app for audiobooks <laughs> that got two albums on it that i want to hear and yeah. listen to it that way and i don't want to do it man so yeah that that's it's unfortunate
1: yeah that's crazy man
0: <laughs> really annoying but what can you do so when i do hear it in some form or fashion i'll review it but um until then i have nothing to say man what about you have you heard anything new recently
1: um, the only new thing I heard recently was um, um, the Hit Boy Alchemist song. Where oh, they, yeah, they, I heard that. I did yeah, hear that. Where they actually uh, was both rapping on there. hmm And um, it's crazy because I had no idea Alchemist be rapping. <laughs> like, I don't know if this is an all-the-time thing or, he, you know, he kind of messed around with it. But um, that sounded, it sounded dope, man. I enjoyed it. Um, I'm really big on hit boy now. And, you know, I, I was, I was big on hit boy once he started doing the nine stuff, but, um, I feel like hit boy is kind of separating himself, uh, to, to, to other producers now, man. I think, uh, him calling out the other producers, I thought it was cool. A lot of people thought it was a little corny, but, um, uh, To me, it wasn't too disrespectful. You know what I mean? And um, he kind of, you know, him doing that kind of got the pot stirred a little bit. But, I mean, I think he could. Look, I think it's totally fair for him to talk his shit now, man. Yeah. Just think about where he started and all the other shit. And I actually went down the rabbit hole to see, you know, everything he produced. And... I ran across a lot of shit where I'm like, damn, I ain't know he produced that. <laughs> so, I think, I think he came a long way, and I think he, I think he got his right to talk, talk, his shit, man. And I hope, I hope him and Alchemist put out some type of EP or something. Not them, you know. I'm not. I don't really care to listen to them rap, but mm-hmm. if they can produce like a Freddie Gibbs or produce. Some type of artist, Pusha T. I don't know. It probably won't be Pusha T, but somebody dope that I can listen to both of their production. I think that'd be dope. But as far as that song, the song is called... uh,
0: Slipping in the Darkness.
1: Slipping in the Darkness, yeah. But I actually like that song, man. (laughs) That song was hard. The beat was hard.
0: I liked it, too. I like both of their beats. I think um, Alchemist got a better beat to rap on, honestly. Yes. (laughs) But I... so i liked his part but um look his my my issue with the hit boy this is towards the producers was it would feel more accurate if this was released in like 2014 or something like 2016 maybe but now like he mentions producers who aren't even really active like that anymore like he says i don't really know dude he seemed like a cool cat but i never once heard metro boom and do boom Bab. And it's like, have you heard the Savage, the Twenty One Savage Metro Boomin' albums? I'm not gonna say they old school boom that, but there's more traditional old school hip hop beats. He doing than a, just trap beats, yeah. yeah. He
1: doing a lot of sample,
0: soul samples and stuff, man. Yeah. So how can you say that to him now after he's done? He's he's diversified his produce pro, his producer portfolio and yeah. put out those albums with Twenty One Savage. Yeah, I, I agree with. I didn't that. get that part.
1: Yeah, because he. If you listen to a sound early on And listen to a sound on that 21 Savage album It sounds damn near different
0: Yeah And Metro Boomin don't even produce like that No more man Like He he used to be everywhere doing every beat for Future Doing beats for Drake He He's not even out there like that no more man So I didn't get that He, he kind of semi-retired I thought He said I never heard A Southside beat without an 808 in it like Southside man, really? <laughs> <laughs> like I like Southside beats, but it's like of all producers to call out that, that he it, he's not like he's not the it producer no more, man. Mm. I'm sure he still does beats, but it's not like I don't know. Is the mm. age of the super producer kind of over at this point? Uh, the, you because said because all the ne- uh, the, the, the age of the super producer, like mm. the producer who is the go to guy at the moment like how Timberland was, like how Just Blaze was, like how Swiss Beats was, like how Metro Boomin' was. Who yeah. is, Who is the it producer right now?
1: I think, like you, to me, I think the old school producers, the ones like Alchemist, the ones like Pharrell's, and probably still the Timberlands, and the. I know you ain't going to like this one, but the Swiss Beats. I feel like those are still the it ones because they have a unique, type of sound but, but the
0: new rappers don't rap on those beats though
1: i know but see that's my point i was gonna say it's a lot of unknown producers that make the type of beats the rappers rap on so they don't have to go to you know they don't have to specifically go to Southside to get a beat because you, they could go on youtube and search south south Side type beat and they could find something probably just as good as a Southside beat but if somebody, if somebody like a Twenty One Savage wanted to work with Pharrell, then that's like okay, that's kind of a big deal. That's like oh shit, Twenty One Savage and Pharrell, or Twenty One Savage and Swiss Beats, like that's something to look forward to because they have a unique sound. Mm-hmm. But um, and that's if they wanted to work with them. But I, like I, I don't think it's a go to producer where it's like oh you got to go to him. Even, to me, even um Zaytoven, I thought he had a um, unique sound that nobody else yeah. had, but a lot of people jacked that sound. So now, I don't even think he's that go-to, because he still kind of kept his same sound, and like I said, you could terp, uh, search it to YouTube and go to Zaytoven type beat, and you could get that beat for like 20 bucks or something. So... To answer your question, I don't think there's a super producer outside our normal ones we grew up on that's a must go to. And a lot of a lot of people, uh, and he actually brought him up on this song. A lot of people look at hitmaker like that. I don't really look at hitmaker like that to me. To me, mm-hmm. like maybe he do got some good ideas. He got you know he think of some different fancy stuff. But I don't really look at him as like oh shit, I got to get something from hitmaker. Because I don't even know what his sound is. It seemed like he kind of just skimming through a whole bunch of tracks from the 2000s or the 90s and just flipping that sample. And, yeah. And you, to me, I feel like he ain't the one that invented that. So I don't even know what his sound is. And salute to him because he, that was a hell of a rebrand he got. But I, to answer your question, I don't think it is a producer that you could go to that's a uh, or a super producer right now.
0: It's like it the the this is that hit boy was mentioning. It would have made more sense if you said like take Heath maybe, but maybe he thought nobody would recognize that. So I think one of the issues is that a lot of modern day rap has like five producers on a track. Yeah, if you look up the the producer credits, it's like six niggas sometimes, man. Yeah, And I think that takes away from the whole super producer. It's not like Metro Boomin or Southside or 808 or something, what, whatever. It, yeah. It's just like, it's five guys you never heard of yeah. making beats now. So that's why this, this, these this has seemed kind of old, man. Like it, it would have made more sense if he made, he dropped this in like 2015 or something like that. But in 2023, it's like, why are you calling out, Metro booming and Southside for, man. <laughs> like, it, it just seemed kind of weird, man. But I don't know. I like the song regardless. Yeah. Um, and I guess he did just want some controversy stirred up with it. And I respect it. But the, the, this has just seemed very outdated to me in particular. Yeah. And I think that just speaks to the fact that the age of the super producer is kind of dead now, man. We don't have any Timberlands or anybody who's the it guy right now. It's yeah. a bunch of people. So... Yeah, no, I agree. It is what it is.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's so many people, it's so many producers to look <laughs> look to that, you know, I feel like nobody really stands out like that outside of the yeah.
0: obvious. So yeah. I think a lot of people are just selling beats on YouTube, too. Yeah, this is kind of the era of the uh, uh, like beat, you know, like the Metro Boomin' like beat or whatever.
1: Yeah, tight beat.
0: Those dudes actually get hit up by real rappers and they get producer credits on songs, man. So,
1: yeah, so that's why, and that's why I said earlier, why would I, you know, why would somebody break their neck to try <laughs> to go to a, a to get a Southside beat or Metro Boomin beat and they can find one similar online?
0: Yeah. So, tight beat. I mean, not like beat, type beat. Yeah. Metro Boomin tight beat or yeah. some shit like that. Yeah, it's weird, man. So, yeah <laughs> i don't know but we'll see um anything else released man i know new out new albums dropped any new singles really i don't think uh,
1: so not anything uh we talking talking about to be honest
0: yeah yeah we'll see what goes on man it's, it's springtime man we need more music dog i know been a drought for a minute yeah i don't know what's going on I don't know what's going off my fucking throat either, man. I'm coughing and shit.
1: Yeah, and <laughs>
0: it might be, man. This drastic weather changes are killing me, dog. Like <laughs> 80 degrees one day, 40 degrees the next, man. Yeah. Enough of this shit. <laughs> um, let's get into some topics, man. Some shit uh, that happened this past few weeks. We got to hit on. We'll start off with the, uh, the Chris Rock special, man. We'll talk about that. Chris Rock did his live Netflix special called "Selective Outrage." Um, He mentioned everything. He mentioned um, the usual topic comedians go for: the woke agenda, woke people, people being too woke these days. Yeah, relationships, um, a bunch of stuff in between. Of course, at the very end, he did finally address the Will Smith slap at the Oscars. Almost a year after it happened to uh, the day.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um. And yeah, he brought up a lot of things. He basically, to sum up what he said, he said that Will Smith kind of bullied him because he was mad about other things. He was mad about Jada Smith. He was mad about everybody else making fun of him for the August Alcina stuff. And he took it out on Will Smith, saying that Will Smith has selective outrage about it. He also controversially called Jada Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith, the bitch, which women were very upset about. But <laughs> during his stand-up, every, look, during black comedian stand-up, every black person is a nigga and every woman is a bitch. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it don't matter who it, it could be talking about. <laughs> Michelle Obama and Barack Obama. Yeah, if it's a black person doing stand-up, it's a nigga and a bitch. Okay. Yeah. Let's, if you want to talk about why we call people that, that's holding the discussion. But <laughs> yeah. look, yeah. in the context of comedy and especially black comedy, like every black person's a nigga. Every woman's a bitch. Yeah. I don't think he meant it literally, <laughs> but <laughs> that's, people still got upset about it. So whatever. Mm. So Figgy, what were your thoughts about this? Did you see the whole thing? And what were your thoughts about the uh, clip of what Chris Rock said about Will Smith
1: in the slap okay so I seen um, Everything up until the uh, Him addressing the slap But as far As the first part uh, or uh, The beginning part I mean I ain't really I thought it was okay I chuckled a few times But to me It wasn't nothing I will ever go back to Or it wasn't To me it wasn't anything I was like Oh yeah I gotta recite this joke He said (laughs) because remember back in the day we used to always yeah. reenact the jokes of a comedian. I ain't see nothing like that here. To me it seemed like and you could probably speak to this more than me because I ain't really I ain't really watched a lot of Chris Rock stand up growing up like that. But um to me it seemed like he was kind of going he, or trying or is going the Dave Chappelle route. of, uh, you know just kind of reading the newspaper, and you know reacting to it type thing, and putting his little spin on it. Now I think Dave Chappelle do it the best, because sometimes he sounds like he ain't even trying to be funny. The problem with Chris Rock, he
2: he always got that voice yeah. what he just do like this.
1: It seemed like he just trying to be funny, but Dave Chappelle he could be like man, he could just be like what to me. My favorite one is when Dave Chappelle was sitting there talking about the school shootings and how he's talking about it so bad. But then he's saying, it's probably somebody in the back of the class, like, where's the exit?" <laughs> that's planning on shooting up the school?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so it was just like, damn, it was some funny ass shit that, you know, that's true that, you know, that you never really think about. But he kind of said in the Dave Chappelle way where it's like, damn, that was hilarious. But shit, that that's true as hell. <laughs> I just i I just don't really get that from Chris Rock man he maybe he he's used to being that funny guy on the TV shows all the time um like I said he had that voice so to me it didn't really hit it seemed like he was trying to be serious a lot of the times and try to touch on issues he tried to touch on the um I want to say the uh the abortions and all that stuff. I don't know that just didn't really hit for me man. And um I kinda got a little bored, but I heard so many bad things about the slap where I ain't even care to watch that part. But I probably will go back to see what he said just to see how it is. But I heard nothing but bad things about um his little I guess his jokes on Will Smith and them. So um yeah, I think I think I think it was okay, but it ain't nothing special to me
0: yeah yeah I mean I'm a fan of rock I've watched all of his um specials that he's released um and to me it was very mid man like it was it was very very I don't know it was it was way more generic than I'm used to seeing from Chris Rock you know Mm. when he started complaining about the woke society in the beginning i already started rolling my eyes man (laughs) because it's like every old head comedian got to say the same type of jokes about this shit It's never anything new or interesting they got to say about it it's just oh everything woke now oh you can't really say what's on your mind now oh you can't really do this you might get canceled man they all say the same shit and it's getting annoying dog (laughs) like and it's not like PC culture didn't exist in the 90s. That's what kills me, man. Like, people used to get after people for shit they said in the 90s, too. They called it PC culture. Now it's cancel culture. But it's the yeah. same shit, man. So that kills me, especially when it's somebody who who's known for getting in trouble for what he says, like Chris Rock. Yeah. And... Yeah, the beginning was just a lot of generic shit, man. Like, he's talking about trans issues now. Like, okay, because Chappelle's getting in trouble for it. You want to get in trouble for it, too. Yeah. You want to yeah. be, like, he wants to be, like, the edgy, edgy Dave Chappelle type dude, too, now. It's like, okay, man. Um, There were some funny parts about it. I liked his take on dating older women versus dating younger women. I thought that was pretty funny. He There are some funny parts, man. Later on, the special it did get funnier. I laughed a couple times, but overall, like it was just, it, it, it wasn't the comeback he needed, especially the fact that he had a whole year to think about what he wanted to say. Yeah. And, um, his, his comments about the slap, man, I I wasn't impressed. Like, it just, he, he could have, he had a whole year to think about this, man. Think about it. He had a whole year to make this funny. and, some of the shit he was saying was just the way he closed out the special
2: Yeah, I was heard about just weird,
0: that. man. It's like he said, everybody wants to know why I didn't do anything. You know why? Because I was raised by both my parents and they told me, don't fight in front of white people. Then he dropped the mic and started yeah. crying a little bit. <laughs> and it's like, what?
1: Like, that so, wasn't even a, a mic drop type of thing.
0: It, 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 yeah, it wasn't <laughs> something that makes you think. It was just him mad
2: yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: and dropped the mic. He should have just thrown the mic at that point, <laughs> but he dropped it. Like he said something really profound Yeah, and it's like, okay. So <laughs> his, his, I don't know. It was just, it didn't have like the logic and the make you think moments that Chris rock usually brings you, man.
3: Yeah.
0: Now it's what's most disappointing about it. I have a couple of theories, man. Number one, I think, Chris Rock is, I think he he came out more abrasive in this special because he doesn't want to be looked at as a victim. I think he'd rather be hated than seen as a victim. That's why he started talking about the woke culture. That's why he started talking about trans stuff. That's why he called Jay Pinkett a bitch. He wants to be the villain rather than be the victim. And I think that's why he came out like he did on this special, man. Because if you, if you notice, if you see the special that came out before this called Tambourine on Netflix as well, he's way more laid back in that special. Mm. He's not pacing around the, the the stage as much. The camera's more just focused on his face and mm. his emotion. This one looked like a out the '90s HBO special, Chris Rock. Uh, like yeah. he's pacing back and forth. He's yelling and screaming. He's trying to capture that old Chris Rock energy back, mm. even though he's 50 years old now. <laughs> so I think he's trying to get... Like, he was trying to get his manhood back, man. I think that's what this special was about. He was trying to get his manhood back So, my, my, after being slapped.
1: My pushback on this, or probably my comment, would be, why the hell is, did he say he was, he was being bullied? Because do you feel like... Do you feel like Will Smith was bullying him or he was the bu- or he was being a bully towards him?
0: my my issue with with what Chris Rock said is basically he's he basically implied that everybody made fun of Will Smith, but he just slapped me because I was smaller than him. And my thing is the people who made fun of Will Smith didn't do it to his face. Yeah. If Charlemagne said something he said in on the breakfast club, hundreds of miles away from wherever Will Smith was, if he said some shit in front of Will Smith's face, who knows what happened? If if that happened and Will Smith didn't do nothing, I would be like, okay, you got a point. Yeah. But everybody who made fun of Will Smith and his family did it from far away. Yeah. Chris Rock said something to his face. Literally, Chris Will Smith is right there in the front row. Yeah. And Chris Rock made a crack about his wife. And Will Smith went up and slapped him. Yeah. It's not the same as Charlemagne saying something on the Breakfast Club, man. Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: so yeah, so that's the part I don't understand the whole bully part. Like I I don't get, I mean, it'd be one thing if The Rock was up there. Yeah. And he was talking shit. And then Chris Rock come on there and, and try to piggyback off of him. And Will Smith go out there and slap him. Yeah, yeah. Then I will I will understand that. But when he brought up the whole bullying thing, I was like, huh? <laughs> like because I, I was now I'm wondering, like, are you playing a victim or what? Like, I don't I don't understand. It like he kind of talking out of both ends a little bit.
0: He 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 basically is. But yeah, to your point, man, like we don't know if Will Smith wouldn't have done everybody would have said he he wouldn't have slapped the rock. Well the rock wouldn't have made that joke. Okay. So we don't know what would have happened. Yeah. You know. And like I said, I don't think the joke was that bad. I don't think it was worthy of what Will Smith did. But look, man, it happened. And we'll, we saw how Chris Rock acted in the moment. Wow, dude.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he just slapped the shit out of me.
0: Yeah. Wow, dude. I think this might be the greatest moment in, in Oscars history. <laughs> so now mm. you mad about it a year later. But up yeah. there, it seemed like he was <laughs> kind yeah. of taking it all in. So whatever. <laughs> But, yeah, I don't get the bully thing either. Like, look, I I don't know. Yes, Will Smith is bigger. Yes, he shouldn't have slapped Chris Rock. But it happened. And whatever, man, whatever you think about it is what you think about it. But, yeah, I I don't I don't see Will Smith as a bully for slapping Chris Rock, really. Yes. We have no other record of somebody making fun of Will Smith to his face like that or his family or making (laughs) a crack about his wife to his face and him not doing shit.
1: Yeah. And how ironic is that a, a comedian is pretty much saying I'm getting bullied or he bullied me mm-hmm. like you, the damn comedian who, you know, who rank on people for a living. Yeah. So like how how is that? You know, I guess how could you say he's bullying you and you were sitting there? But I mean, technically, you were sitting there talking shit, even though I, I think it's fair. If you're a comedian, you're a comedian. Let the jokes fly. But technically, you was bullying them. You was talking shit about them.
0: <laughs> you know what's really funny as well? Marlon Wayans, of all people, has a new special out on HBO. And it's actually pretty good, man.
1: I, it's funny you said. I, I was going to bring this up, but I didn't think you saw
0: it. <laughs> I saw it. I actually I saw it. I did it. see it. Okay, yeah, It was I actually pretty good, man. It was actually yeah. pretty funny. Yeah, It was way better than I thought I, Waylon Marlon Waynes was capable of man. Yeah. But that, the whole special was like about the slap. Yeah. But and people complained about that. And yeah I get it. A comedian talking about another comedian and all that shit but the way he made it into a bunch of stories and shit I thought it was pretty creative man. Yeah. I like what he did but to bring up the bully thing Chris Rock literally bullied Marlon Wayne's out of comedy for 20 years. Yeah. Because he made fun of him real bad. Yes. And he bullied him <laughs> on a set of a uh, what was it? Uh, I'm going to get you, sucker. Yeah. Because Marlon Wayans was supposed to be the, the crackhead, I guess. But Chris Rock took that role and yeah. basically he bullied Marlon Wayne for years, yeah. it looked like. Mm-hmm. And now Chris Rock is talking about Will Smith bullied me, basically, by slapping me because I'm bigger than him. Yeah. When you <laughs> was talking shit about Marlon Waynes because you were a bigger star than him. Yeah. So... Yeah. That was funny. The Marlon Wayne special was actually pretty good. It was. I liked
1: it. It was. At first, I'm like, is this whole special about the slap?
0: Yeah. But
1: the way he, like you said, the way he put it together, the way he, you know, he he pretty much had a relationship with all all parties. Mm -hmm. So he talked about how he met Chris Rock and all that stuff and how he pretty much was talking shit about him the whole time. Went to his comedy show, pretty much watched him bomb and pretty much clapped. And then he talked about his relationship with, you know, Jada Pickett and, you know, all this stuff. And then Will Smith, he kind of showed all three parts to it. Yeah. And, um, no, I, I agree with you. It was really funny. I think it was better than the uh, Chris Rock one.
0: I because, thought it was more entertaining. Yeah. I I w- had a better message at the end. Yeah. You know?
1: Yep. I agree. I wasn't really expecting much from Marlon Wayne's either. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, damn, he actually... <laughs> he's it's funny like looking at marlon wayans and it's a lot of legends in the wayans brothers or the wayans family but to me he kind of coming out as like the jim jones of them where he kind of still going he's still he kind of getting better with time a little bit Mm -hmm. um he's playing in more movies than anybody so um yeah it was pretty good man i enjoyed that that special
0: I did as well, which leads me into my other conspiracy theory, man. <laughs> I feel like comedians in general don't take Netflix specials as, as seriously as they do HBO specials. Because I agree. Marlon Wayans special is an HBO special, yep, and you can tell he he put his best foot forward in that special, <laughs> yep. Because the HBO special means a lot to comedians, man. Okay, not everybody gets an HBO special, mm-hmm. okay. George Carlin, his best work was HBO specials. Eddie Murphy, Delirious, was HBO special. Like the first four, Chris Rock, the best his best work was HBO specials. Mm. Then they go to Netflix because Netflix just throw anybody the bag. Yep. Yeah, before and you
1: even they, say a joke, yes, they throw you the bag.
0: They say they give anybody a special. Yep. And look what happened to Dave Chappelle. Look, I like Dave Chappelle's work. But compare his first two specials. One was HBO. One was a uh, Showtime. I think it said well, for what it's worth and killing him softly. Yeah. And then I note that I remember the names of those specials. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen every Dave Chappelle Netflix special. I can't <laughs> tell you the names of any of them. <laughs> like they all kind of run together. Yeah. I can't remember what was about. I remember some jokes here and there, but I can't remember what was from what.
2: Yeah. Y-
0: chris rock we all know the versus black people bits and all that stuff from his hbo specials what are his classic bits from the netflix specials man yeah you don't you don't even remember them man like i don't think comedians take netflix i think marlon wayne's last special was uh before this one was netflix and everybody said it was terrible yeah so i think comedians just don't take netflix specials seriously yeah. But when they get an HBO special, they're like, okay, I gotta come with it. Cause this is this is rare for a comedian.
1: Yeah. I, I wonder too, because we talked about this with the um with the legends who just get movie deals before they even have a movie. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's because Netflix, they see the name Eddie Murphy, Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock. Say, here go 20 million dollars for your next special. Here you go right now. And all you gotta yep. do is give us a special. Like, are are they really that motivated to give you a classic, mm-hmm. or are they just gonna put some stuff together? They gonna because everybody, Chris Rock knew everybody wanted to hear about how he felt about the will the, the slap. So do we gotta really put that much work into it? But if it's, I don't know how HBO do as far as business, but I don't think they just given Chris Rock. $20 million and then, hey, just, you know, put out a special. I feel like they probably got to look at the special or and approve of it or something, or I don't know. They
0: probably get, I don't, I don't know how it works. I don't know. But I, to, I do think it's different from what Netflix just does. Yeah. Somehow.
1: Yeah. I think, yeah. I think it's a reason why these comedians, you know, work so hard for, you know, the Showtime specials, the, the HBO specials and stuff like that because. You know they're not getting that that ease they're not just getting a quick little 20 mil
0: to yeah. to do nothing they probably got a kickback from the sales because remember they used to sell these specials uh, like on like on DVD and VHS yeah so I'm sure true, the, the, there was incentive to make it good because you want word of mouth to spread and everybody to buy the copy so you get more money from it yeah versus streaming they don't care they're like okay you're popping right now here's five million dollars give us a special hmm like okay i don't care if anybody likes it or not i already got five meals in my pocket right now man so fuck it
1: exactly and i don't know if like let's be honest man like i'm good with chris rock i'm good with dave chappelle and all that eddie murphy but how come hbo ain't giving them the bag for a special like do they
0: i'm sure they they i'm sure they would but they're not gonna give netflix money
1: yeah, that's what I'm saying Netflix
0: is just outbidding everybody
1: yeah and see that's what I'm saying like at that point is it worth it if if I'm HBO Max is it worth me giving Eddie Murphy somebody that <laughs> haven't put out a special in a long time mm-hmm. 20 million dollars or is it like nah I'd, I'd rather get somebody else and get them five million or something or you know kind of do you know different business instead of just throwing all this money to these you know older pastor prime comedians because I'm sure hBO I'm, I'm sure they wouldn't mind doing something with Chappelle because um they did something before, but I just I wonder how the business is man i I know it's totally different from what Netflix been doing and honestly, these comedians probably don't want to put in all that work anyway they'd rather just get that I mean if it was my choice too. I will roll with Netflix to get that quick little 20 mil rather than, you know, what HBO might be doing. But yeah, it's interesting, man.
0: (laughs) No, it is, man. I think, uh, and maybe there is some more quality control in HBO versus like, I didn't mention this part doing a live comedy special is not a good idea. In my opinion, man, Mm. because, if you watch i don't know if they fixed it yet or not but i watched it live chris rock fucked up one of his last jokes oh, about really? will smith oh basically the joke was that jada jada smith wanted chris rock to boycott the oscars hosting the oscars the year he did because concussion didn't get nominated or will smith did get nominated for concussion the movie but when when chris rock told the joke he said chris rock didn't get or will smith didn't get nominated for um emancipation mm. and i was like wait what the joke yeah. was that jada was uh, will smith was mad he didn't get nominated for concussion so he gave me a concussion with the slap <laughs> but he fucked it up because he said mm. emancipation first yeah so he said he, he he was mad i didn't he didn't get it one for emancipation so he gave me a concussion
1: yeah, so it didn't. The make joke, sense. Joke,
0: joke made no sense, man. I'm like, yeah. wait, what? <laughs> he and he 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 fixed it, but he fucked it up when he told it. Mm. Which is why you don't do live specials, man. Yeah. Because anything could happen, you could fuck up a joke, and he fucked up the joke. One of the last jokes he told about it. Yeah. <laughs> so it being yeah. a live special was probably a mistake. They didn't have to have a fucking pre and post show for this special either, man. That was weird. Damn, they, I ain't see all look, that. <laughs> yeah, they had a pre and post show. Now, the pre show I get, they have some comedians come up. I think Tiffany Haddish was there, some Dion Cole, some other people were there. There was a post show too, man. And it had like Dana, well, a random assortment of people. <laughs> they had uh, David Spade and Dana Carvey. <laughs> and I know they're friends with Chris Rock. They were on Saturday Night Live back in the early 90s. But why are they giving commentary on a comedy special in 2023, man, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was there <laughs> on the panel. It's like, what the fuck is he going to say? <laughs> <laughs> like it was there. it was extremely awkward because like the way the special ended is not like, okay, let's talk about it. Yeah, you know, it's like a lot what are, to they to here. are they supposed to say? Are you supposed to make an opinion about Jada Smith or something?
1: Yeah, it's a lot to unpack here. Yeah, <laughs> let's get started. So
0: <laughs> it was so overproduced, man. I don't Netflix. I guess they just wanted to be as big as possible. I think this is like their first big live event they ever put out. Yeah, but we did not need this like a fucking Super Bowl, man. We didn't need no pre and post show for a comedy special, man. It was weird.
1: Yeah, you know what I think they doing? I think they might be testing, the, well, I wouldn't say might. I feel like they are testing the waters to see oh, how yeah, this works.
0: They're definitely going to do more live content in the
1: future. Yeah, because it, it might not be, you know, stand-up uh, comedy, but I can see them doing like a festival. I can see them yeah. doing a concert uh maybe a sporting event maybe they I can see them doing sports. Yeah, I can see them getting into the sports, maybe trying to dip into you know some Thursday night football if it's available mm-hmm. again or something like that. So I can see them doing that but yeah, now that you said that, I think yeah, com- uh stand-up comedy live like that I think it should not it should not be
0: yeah, man, it was it. W- it would have been a lot better if they just did it like a regular special and yeah. had it edited and cut. I'm sure they'll they'll do like a remix version in the future where they're like have it like properly produced and directed. Yeah. But the way it was, man, it was just not a good idea to do a live. Mm. And the the pre and post show was a little too much. Mm. I, I don't need to know what Kareem Abdul Jabbar <laughs> thinks about the slap. That is weird. Okay. Yeah, That's great. <laughs> it was super <laughs> weird. Dog. I was like, is that Kareem Abdul Jabbar? his old ass sitting there man (laughs) what's he supposed to be talking about with this special go do some charity dog she was weird man but um so yeah it it was just very strange production period but I don't know I think they they, would I think it was definitely a test run to your point I think it was a test run for Netflix live content and we'll be seeing more of it but this was not the best thing to test it on I feel a comedy special but whatever (laughs) He got a lot of money for it, so good for him. I think out of everybody, he came out the winner, honestly, in this whole thing. Yeah, Will Smith got fucked up; his whole career kind of fucked up. Yeah, Uh, Chris Rock just got a whole big bag for talking about the slap from Netflix. So there you go. A year later, (laughs) yeah. Did you actually see the Oscars this year? You see any of that?
1: I seen a little bit of it. I never sit. I never watched the Oscars from start to finish but I was kind of in and out on it just to kind of see and honestly I forgot about the slap I th- I, I kind of predicted that they was gonna make a few jokes about it
2: mm-hmm. which
1: they did but um yeah man I watched some of the Oscars and I ain't gonna like what's that Asian show that the, the Asian movie that was cleaning up
0: <laughs> everything everywhere all at once good movie man
1: yeah I it's funny you said that because I'm like that I so Sidebar, I had went to the uh I want to say it was the Houston Movie Credit Awards something local they have here and I was invited to it. So I went and that movie was cleaning up <laughs> during that. And I'm like, dang, I never heard of this movie. I'm like, this movie. I'm like, dang, I'm going to have to check this movie out. I never heard of this movie. And so it cleaned up again at the, cleaned up at the Oscars. So I'm like, man, let me watch this movie. So that night I just it kind of popped up on my um, fire stick. So I'm like, let me check the first 10-15 minutes out just to see. And I actually got into it.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: and I told my wife, she who had went to the store, and I showed her that I was watching it. And she was pissed at me. She's like, why are you watching it without me?
0: <laughs> like,
1: no, I want to see it. So I had to pause it. So we're probably going to watch it maybe tomorrow or something. But no, I was actually into it. I Kind of got into it because it's a little tough for me watching subtitles at first. Mm-hmm. But after a no, while,
0: the movie is not subtitled by yeah, the
1: way. Yeah, so. the beginning is where I was just kind of like I was kind of uh, lollygagging a little bit. But I eventually got into it. Like within mm-hmm. that 15 minutes, it stopped being subtitles. It was kind of on and off. But I was actually into it. I'm like, damn, this actually looked pretty good. So uh, I can't wait to watch it again. But yeah, that's the that's that was my only takeaway from the Oscars, man. That 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 movie looked fire, man.
0: <laughs> it's a good movie, man. It's a good movie. The the end will get you choked up a little bit, man. It's just it's, it's a good movie, man. I'm mm-hmm. um, I'm very happy that Michelle Yeoh won Best Actress as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been a fan of hers for a long time, and ever since I saw Super Cop with Jackie Chan back in the '90s, mm-hmm. and she was in that movie doing her own stunts and shit. She was also in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm. And I'm glad she finally got, like, recognized. She's 60-something years old, man. Mm. So I'm glad she finally got recognized. And she deserved it for that movie, man. She killed it. Um, Are you upset about Angela Bassett not winning Best Supporting Actress in favor of Jamie Lee Curtis? (laughs)
1: Look, man, I know a lot of people was setting themselves up but we, I remember, I think you know this more than anybody, man. When was, uh, they don't pay attention to these superhero movies, man, these comic book movies. So, you know, I was, you know, I, I understood why she was nominated, but I didn't think she was going in for that. I watched that movie. I didn't think it was Oscar winning. <laughs> I didn't think it was worth, like, uh a, a Oscar. So, you know, if she was one, I would have been super happy. I think it's way overdue. I think she should have been had one, but I ain't expect her to win for uh, Wakanda forever. I thought that was, to me personally, I thought it was a little ridiculous. But, um, like, look, like I said, I ain't see the movie Jamie Lee Curtis was in the in the uh, movie we was just talking about. So I don't know how she did, but I did think I was like, damn, <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis. I didn't think she played in nothing else. I always think about her in Halloween, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know she played in a lot of other stuff. So you know, I'm being I'm being unfair to her. But I'm like, damn, she's still out. She's still out here <laughs> working and getting a Grammy. I don't know. I mean, Grammy she got, but or or not Grammys, but Oscars she got. But I'm like, damn, <laughs> like the chick that played on Halloween f- for twenty plus years. <laughs> So uh, that was my thought on it, but as far as Angela Bassett, I think for what kind of forever, man, I thought that was a little ridiculous, man. That was unfair for her, and it looked like she kind of was expecting to get that (laughs) that um, that Oscar because she looked like she threw a little shade at Jamie Lee Curtis, but yeah, but man, like. We got to be realistic, man. Who who was the last person? It probably been like one or two people that got a a, a Oscar um, playing in a, a comic book movie.
0: Yeah, I know. Um, what's his name? Uh, Joker. The one, one that Ledger died. Got it after he died. And see, um, after he
1: died, <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't, he I, got the death award. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I I ain't see her. I ain't see her getting that, and like I said, that movie, the movie Jamie Lee Curtis was in, was cleaning up. So, <laughs> I think I think people, yeah, people, people need to stop the outrage, man.
0: My thing is, I thought Angela Bassett was probably the best thing about Wakanda Forever, in my opinion. I wouldn't have been mad if she got the Oscar. Um, now, I do think. Stephanie, the little kid from Everything Everywhere, she's not a little kid, she's like a teenager or whatever, I think she should have got it over Jamie Lee Curtis because I think she was better in that movie than Jamie Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm. But Jamie Lee Curtis kind of got it as a Lifetime Achievement Award. You know how they do that.
1: Yeah, yeah. They made Leonardo DiCaprio
0: wait for a long time before he finally got his Oscar. They made Martin Scorsese wait for a long time before he got his Oscar. They made Denzel Washington Washington wait for a long time before he got his Oscar. Like, sometimes they make you wait, man. That's just how it is. It's kind of like an apology. Sorry we never nominated you for anything ever. Here you go. Yeah. So, I get that. And people act like... The reaction to Angela Bassett not winning... Like, do people think that Angela Bassett has been in, like, a bunch of Oscar-nominated movies? Man, that's what I'm confused about. Yeah. Because here's the thing. She's been in a lot of, like, classic black movies... Yeah. But are they Academy Award favorites any year? I think she's a great actress. She deserves something. But she's gotten a lot of awards in her career. And I think, like, as black people, we look at our favorite black actors and think they should win Oscars, too. When we don't even realize, like, the movies we like, them in people haven't even seen, man. Yeah. It's not like they're film classics, dog. Yeah, it's like Regina Hall is not going to get an Oscar. Man. <laughs> like <laughs> certain people are just they're not going to get it because they're not in those types of movies, man. Yeah. And they do that by choice, I'm sure. But like, I think uh, Angela Bassett should have definitely got one for what's love got to do with it.
1: Yeah, I was thinking but that. everything
0: else. Like yeah. what else has she been in that she really should have got an Oscar for?
1: Yeah, I think it was that one, What's Love Got To Do With It. It was something else. I think that was in the 90s that probably could have been in consideration. I forgot the name of the movie, but but yeah, that's about it, man. <laughs> that's pretty much it.
0: <laughs> it's like she ain't been hurting for work, man. She's been working a lot, but it's like she's she's a classic black. She's in movies that we like. Yeah. But she's not going to be in movies that old white people watch, man. That's just yeah. how it is. Yeah, And I don't understand why people thought she was going to get one Yeah, out of, out of like a life. I don't know. It's just t- weird. Man. T- people t- act like they're shocked that she hasn't gotten an Oscar yet. I'm like, really?
1: Yeah. To me, I, w- I felt like we should have that energy towards like a Viola Davis. Yeah. Because she played in a lot of stuff that she wasn't just in like, you know, these hood classics, for lack of a better word. Mm -hmm. She was in some stuff and, and she been snubbed a few times. So I understand the argument with that, but Angela Bass, you know, I feel like she a household name for our household. Yes. But you know, that's why, that's why I never really get pissed when, you know, we work with a lot of, you know, different people that's, you know, we work we in two different Americas. So, like, I could break up some like this. Like, this what happened with me and Landry Locker from In the Loop. Like, I brought up Nia Long. This was it was, was earlier. This was before the whole <laughs> Udoka thing. But I brought up Nia. Uh, I, well, I want to say it was Nia Long or Jada Pickett. I think it was Jada Pickett. And he was just like, what has she done? And in my brain, I'm like, man, she, you know, she a legend. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: like, everybody, everybody loved uh, Jada Pickett. This is before. It got off the walls, but, we like, everybody know Jada Pickett. Like, I was naming all type of movies she was in. The same thing with, you know, Nia Long. But those aren't the normal household names. Like, and even Jada Pickett is a little more of a household name than Nia Long. But these are just, you know, actresses that played in black movies in the 90s. And, you know, I had to realize, like, Damn, a lot of people probably don't look at her like that, like how I look at her, and that's kind of similar to Angela Bassett, but I would probably say on a little higher level. But, yeah, I wasn't really expecting her to to win um, an Oscar for Wakanda forever. I I didn't think it was like that.
0: Yeah, it just trips me out, man. Like, you you can be mad about her not winning it, but the fact that, I think Jamel Hill posted something like a graphic of all the things she hasn't won. And it's like, I don't know, man. Are are we acting like she's been in a lot of Oscar-worthy movies in her career? I think she's a great actress. She probably should get one. But it's not, like I said, there's plenty of so-called legendary white actors and actresses who have never even been nominated, never won anything. Johnny Depp has never won a single Oscar in his whole career, which is crazy. Leonardo DiCaprio took a long ass time to finally get his. Like some people just get snubbed, man. That's just how it is. It's about politics and whatever have you. But it's like the Grammys, man. You, You can't you can't. You there's no
1: secret sauce to it. Social
0: media bully your way into getting somebody in there. Dog. Yeah, It's not gonna work out that way.
1: Yeah, you can have all the money in the world. You can have all the relationships. There's no secret sauce to it, man. Beyonce, mm-hmm. it's a reason why Beyonce keep getting snubbed. Know yep. what I mean, she can't just beehive her way to it. Mm-hmm. Know what I mean, so <laughs> Jay Z can't moonwalk his way into it. <laughs> like it's I mean it's very unfortunate because I think also it's a bigger picture of you know when it comes to the Oscars like why isn't why isn't why don't we look at what love got to do with it as something like Oscar worthy Mm -hmm. you know I mean and because it's a whole bunch you see it's a whole bunch of movies we like what the hell is that (laughs) like we never heard of this movie yeah, and this movie's cleaning up, and you could go and watch it. And be like, man, that movie was trash. Like, why yeah. is that movie at such a high standard? But you know, a movie we like. I mean, I don't. I can't even name no black movie that's like, damn, that that shit never been you know nominated. But it's like, damn, how there could-
0: have been black movies or movies about? I mean, depends on how you define a black movie, I guess. But like, for example, uh, Jamie Foxx and Wright he got best actor for that man. Yeah. And he's not even really a super actor like that, dog. So I mean he is a very good actor. So yeah, but so see, yeah, I mean, but they, see when you look at recognized.
1: that, but see, when you look at that, even you know, me kind of nitpicking, that's a that's like an autobiography. <laughs> that's about somebody. Yeah. That's about one of the legendary, you know, artists of our time or in, in history. So like I'm talking about like a normal, just a normal black movie. What's the one movie uh, with the guy that was, um, the uh, with the black dude in it that ended up being gay? I for uh, Moonlight. Yeah, yeah, like Moonlight. That seemed like that was the one. that was like, oh yeah, you know. But I don't really look at that as like a black movie <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why.
0: And this, you know, why? Because it got gay shit in it, no, man. So
1: no, that ain't even that ain't even it though. But that's not like a uh, that's not like a movie I will put on in my household yeah. it's like yeah you know it's not like best man and I don't and I'm not saying best man should be nominated or nothing yeah. but like how come those type of movies ain't looked up into those standards so that, that's kind of like a bigger picture because yeah, like I said everybody
0: it, got different tastes too. yeah so, like, so it's like people got different tastes in movies
1: exactly man. so I'm like what is the actual like what's the criteria at this mm-hmm. point <laughs> Because you got some trash white movies that, you know, you can sit there and watch and be like, man, I don't understand how this won. But you have some good black movies that's, you know, not the typical black movie that is just a, I guess, lack of a better term, hood classic in our household. So I'm just kind of curious, what's the criteria for that?
0: My issue, man, is like, People don't even like people want everything to be a popularity award. You know, same with the Grammys. People get upset when Beyonce lose to somebody you never heard of. Yeah. Well, if you never heard of them, how do you know their shit is not better than Beyonce? Exactly. Dog? Like, <laughs> how do you know their shit's trash if you never heard of them? <laughs> same thing with a movie. I never heard of everything everywhere. It shouldn't have won. What? Yeah, how you Black Panther 2 should have won. Yeah. Why? Because you saw that one and you didn't see anything else? Yeah. Like, at least try to see these. Like, look, I, there was a point in time when I tried to watch every Oscar nominated movie, like the big ones. Yeah. So I can say, nah, that shit was mid. It shouldn't have won Best Picture. Like, I think one of the worst ones was Crash. I thought the movie was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that shouldn't have won shit. I thought that movie sucked, man. Is that a black Crash movie? Was, it, it got ludicrous in it, in Lorenz <laughs> State. <laughs>
1: Terrence Howard.
0: <laughs> yeah, Terrence Howard in it. Um, I thought uh, that war movie directed by Sofia Coppola, what was it called? Hurt Locker. I thought mm. that shit was kind of cheesy. It shouldn't have won Best Picture. But mm. it was like during that war time when every war movie was getting some shit. So, yeah, I don't know. But at least I try to watch it so I can say that shit shouldn't have won. People, People's <laughs> argument is, I never heard of this, so it shouldn't have won. It's like, man, that's your fault. Okay. Yeah. Hey, at least and, watch the movie and give it a shot.
1: Yeah, and see this is what happened during the Grammys where Beyonce didn't win, and I forgot the what's the legendary country artist or uh, blues artist that won. She been, uh,
0: not Reba McIntyre It was what's her name?
1: Uh, I forgot her name, but
0: yeah, I did too. But, but I, I know I, you're talking. About. I
1: had never heard of her, and you know, Bonnie Raitt. Bonnie right, Raitt. Bonnie Raitt. Yep. And I and people was like, "Who is that? Who is that? how is she win over me?" And, and that was my first thought, but I'm like, let me check her out real quick. Let me look at their wiki page. And she's been around for years and, and she's no, she's no stranger to the Grammys. And so I end up listening to her music. and I'm like, okay, it's actually not that bad, but it's totally different from what a Beyonce fan would listen to. Yeah. But they never listened to it. So how could you say, you know, she shouldn't have won. <laughs>
0: The same thing with Chris Brown and and Robert Glasper, man. Yeah. I never heard of Robert Glasper. How'd he beat Chris Brown? It's like, okay, man. (laughs) You're not even trying. Like, look, these these are not popularity contests. Look, go to the Billboard Awards if you want, like, a popularity contest, man. Not every award show is going to be a popularity contest. And look, (laughs) I'm not saying there's not fucked up political factors that go into it. There's Everything is political with these awards, man, to an extent. Yeah. Okay? It's not always just the best movie wins or the best what and what. You never know what agenda some of these voters have. You never know. Or biases or whatever. You never know. But, like I said, everything's not a popularity contest, man. And just because you ain't heard of shit don't mean it didn't deserve to win. Yeah. So, that's my only thoughts about these awards and Oscars and Grammys, man. Like At least give this shit a shot before you diss it. (laughs) But whatever. It is what it is. What up, Tony Scott? See you on Facebook, man. What's going on? Tony, what's happening? Yeah, yeah. So other things going on. Um, Oh, yeah. How do you feel? Let's get into some sports, man. How do you feel about this whole um, fucking John Moran situation? (laughs) He's been suspended, I think, eight games, which ended up being like two. Yeah. Two or three uh, more than what he's already missed for conduct detrimental to the league. Because he went on Facetime live early in the morning one night, and um, he was seen in a strip club holding up a gun at one point, and people acted like this was a nine eleven. You know, he had to step away from the team. He had to go seek counseling. He he had an interview with Jalen Rose. Um. And yeah, so he's he's taking a few games off. He'll be back, I think, in a couple of days or so. Um, what are your thoughts about this whole thing? And do you believe that um, what Jay Morant, John Morant, is saying about his, his situation right now?
1: I think it's a little bizarre, man. Because it's to me, this is where I feel like the NBA is is kind of talking out of both ends, man. Because you see how they was. You know, when it comes to police shootings and you know young black men getting killed and gun control and all that mm-hmm. stuff, but then it's it seemed like it took for social media and all this other stuff to make a big deal about John Morant showing a a, a little ass twenty two, by the way, he, a little ass little look like a fucking toy pistol on Instagram Live for them to say hey. Let's suspend them for two games, or, or or more type thing. So I'm like, all right, what? Like, so I'm kind of confused. What the, you know, what's the standards at this point, man? And I mean, I think, look, man, I think he got a lot going on, man. Look, I'm not trying to. I ain't gonna be that guy to test this gangster to say he he really from he really from the suburbs and all that stuff. I don't think that stuff. Matter because look, people people in the suburbs get busy, so I I'm, I'm not the one to judge for that. But I, I look, I hope he get himself together, man. It seemed like it's a little more serious than you know uh, the NBA trying to portray it to be. It seemed like the NBA I don't I don't know if they just don't want him uh, their superstar to to be out here looking bad, so they trying to cover it up a little bit, but. I don't know, man. It's just, I don't know. I just, it seemed like the NBA is kind of in a weird place a little bit, man. It seem, to me, it seemed like it's being ran too much by players. And, you know, that always been the case before. But, man, just imagine if if an NFL player got, well, got in trouble for something like that, man. Like, it would be, like. First of all, we don't really see – I mean, we, NFL players get in trouble the most, no question. But it seems like it's the dumb shit that, you know, somebody like a job Moran is doing. And the NBA is like, oh, you know, we're going to sit around for two games and, you know, we're not going to say anything about it. And it's like, damn, two games? Like, what the hell is a two-game suspension or indefinitely or something? Like, I ain't even understand what that was. So, um, I think it's a little bizarre, man. I'm, I, I hope he get himself together. I hope he could come back because he definitely, it was, it was a definite chance of him messing up this bag and messing up this opportunity.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, uh, and most importantly, getting himself hurt or killed. So, I hope he do get himself together. But... I don't know, man. It seemed like a lot of people acting a little weird about this, man. I I can't quite understand why.
0: Yeah. Once I heard the uh, mental health bag, once I heard that excuse, I'm like, okay. Like, at some point, we got to admit this shit has gone too far, dog. With the (laughs) blaming mental health on everything. Yeah. Like, what about this situation made you think something's wrong with him mentally? Like, yeah, it was some dumb shit to do. But this is some shit niggas do every single day on IG Live, man. Yeah. Especially when they want to flex and look hard. Yeah. So it's not like this shit was like him, you know, going through some mental episode. Yeah. It was just him being drunk and goofy at a strip club. Mm-hmm. And look, I'm sure a lot of NBA players who are acting like this young man's just going down a terrible road. I'm sure either they or people they know have been in a strip club and done even dumber shit. Yeah. The only thing is they wasn't on IG live, which was the dumbest thing he did was go live with it. (laughs) But it's just silly, man. Like I think there was an overreaction to an extent and the, uh, blaming mental health and the spin on it. And nobody wanting to admit that he's clearly got an alcohol problem. Nobody wants to put that out there for some reason so i don't know it's just it's just weird man it, it, uh, there's a lot of overreaction to what i thought like how would they have reacted to island iverson <laughs> back in the day what if alan yeah. iverson was in the league right now with social media how would they treat him this yeah. motherfucker was dropping rap songs man like he was really trying to be out there dog yeah so yeah, he the
1: reason why they made the fucking dress code for the NBA. Yes, part of
0: it. Part of that and the malice in the palace. Yeah. <laughs> and all that shit. So, but yeah, I don't know, man. It's like he's 23, millionaire. He wants to look like what the rappers promote is cool. Like, part of me is just like, what's the big deal, man, to an extent? Yeah, yeah I know there's been some other incidents that he's been involved with, something with a kid and beating somebody up and some shit. Yeah. I, I guess I guess when you take all that into you know in, into uh, consideration, he need he needs to calm the fuck down. Yeah, but I don't know, man. the 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 interview with Jalen Rose was a little too on. It was just it was <laughs> too much for me, man. It's like just say I fucked up. I'll do better from now on, and that's it. Yeah. Don't try to say it's stress and anxiety. And all this stuff, man. Come on. Because he seems very relaxed and chill whenever he does an interview with anybody else. Yeah. He was talking to Taylor, uh, Taylor Rooks, and he was talking big shit. Mm-hmm. in the interview after the thing with Shannon Sharp. He was talking all gangster. And now, mm-hmm. suddenly, he got anxiety problems. Yeah. <laughs> okay, man. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. It was just kind of silly. It, it was overreaction to an extent. You know, I hope he just starts moving smarter. I think he will at this point because I think he's realized now he can actually lose shit by trying to look tough on Instagram. So he needs to cool out with that. But (laughs) I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I honestly think this is who he wants to be. That's the thing that people are seem to miss, man. Everybody's like, he he he's got these bad people around him. He's got bad influences. People are just, everybody around him. How do you know who's around him? Yeah, like. How do you not know this is just who he wants to be, man? Like, that's what I don't get. Everybody's acting like it's the people around him that are making him into this guy. Yeah. When it's like, maybe he wants to be this guy, dog. Yeah. I don't get that part.
1: And that kind of take me to my next thing, too, because um, uh, Pat Beverly was doing an interview, and he pretty much blamed rap music on why he's naming like that. I got the audio. I don't know if you want to hear it.
0: Yeah, go ahead Play. I haven't heard the audio actually I've heard I saw what he said but I didn't see the audio all right let me let me ask you
3: another question that you're not gonna answer okay okay I don't like one that he's of on the bar things that with white depth hearing this, but okay go and, on. and Shannon yeah. sharp and it was a big one with like skip and everyone's like he's trying to pretend to be something he's not he's trying no. to be pretend to be like a gangster like a thug the guns and and then you'd hear people like he grew up in a Good First
1: of all, how you feel about them? Like these two white guys sitting here talking about trying to be something you ain't really is or didn't grow up. That kind of rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. Like it does, but I,
0: this is like I
1: kind of want to be like, just mind your
0: business, man.
1: <laughs> like, why are you trying to get into this?
0: <laughs> this is my like. Look, this is the problem with having certain discussions in spaces where white people are present. Yeah, I feel like because this gets them talking like this too. Yeah, okay. When they they see us talk like this, they want to say, Okay, well, I could point to Shannon Sharp saying it. Why can't he say it and I can't? Yeah, so this is why I think certain discussions should be held in private. Not (laughs) everything needs to be said on first take or undisputed. Yeah, and This is one of them, man, because I really don't like – I really got disgusted when Deion Sanders was on that uh, Rich Eisen show and talking about how he wants a quarterback from a two-parent household and he wants a defensive lineman from, like, a single mama household and shit like that. This is shit you just don't say in front of certain people, man. Yeah. Especially as a black that, man.
1: Yeah, because that type of talk, man, I ain't going to lie. That's, to me, I expect that from, like, a a, a, a owner somebody who yeah. don't who don't give a crap about these players they just want to win and make money yeah that's some type of stuff you hear from them like hey like even in the business like in the media business um a lot of people don't say this but a lot of programmers look for people who are don't have other don't have other jobs or don't have other responsibilities so they can mm-hmm. always be available instead of you know getting somebody with a whole bunch of kids or somebody with another job because they probably won't be available but that's not no stuff you talk about like up front <laughs> so uh yeah man I, I thought this was a little bit strange man I don't like talking about this type of stuff in front of other people especially if you ain't in the streets yeah like you know this meet like like I said earlier, I don't test nobody, gangster. <laughs> man, mm. like if you you could be from Beverly Hills, and
0: uh, that's I'm, that's also like an old head mentality too—the <laughs> thought that you got to be from the bottom to be a tough guy. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of people who, who are from good families who choose the streets, man. Especially nowadays, dog.
1: Yeah, and there's a lot of people that's from the bottom that ain't tough. Yeah, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people that's. In higher places, that's not a that's not about that life. They don't want to mm-hmm. be about that life. They you know they made it out so they don't be about that life. So it's two sides to a coin, man. And I feel like a lot of guys from the suburbs, knowing they're from the suburbs, they have more to prove. they yep. they'd rather risk it all. And so uh, I, my man Shank, uh, shout out to my man Shank. They he he told me. Like man, like a dude that's you know a younger dude. Nowadays they they ain't scared to go to jail for murder, man. Mm -hmm. They they risk it all, and you know they actually might be they might be fine going to jail for murder. So look, like you robbing me, you can have it. (laughs) Like dudes ain't got no family, they don't care, so they they will kill you. So that's why I don't never test nobody, gangster man.
0: Can you can't say oh you grew up in the, in the suburbs so you ain't you ain't tough. you ain't about shit man like <laughs> them dudes are robbing and killing too man people need to stop with that bullshit yeah. Tony Scott said look at Tariq Saint Patrick yeah good point this man grew up in an expensive loft his whole <laughs> life had no worries and still choose chose the streets <laughs> um Troy on Facebook man he said them Dion comments on Eisen was trash. Real talk, shitty behind the scenes, RIP Bob McNair, but this kind of reminds me of the inmate front the jail scenario. Keep that talk behind the scenes if you can't resist the urge to vocalize it. I agree, man. Like, think about how he would have reacted if a white, if fucking Nick Saban came out and said some shit like that, man. Yeah. We be on his ass, dog. We right be trying to get so. fire. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but Deion Sanders and the way he said it, he was saying it funny. And everybody was laughing. White guys laughing along with him saying this shit. It bothered me, man. Mm -hmm. Like that. that, I don't like that shit, dog. Yeah. That that just really annoyed me, man. So, yeah, certain things just got to be like, you don't have to vocalize everything just because you got a mic in front of you and you on TV. I feel like certain things should be held in (laughs) barbershops and family talk. But not everything needs to be said in white spaces because then you get shit like this, where the white guys are saying he ain't gangster too. Like, what do you know, man? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: But anyway, let me get back to this clip.
3: Family, good neighborhood. He's just not. And I saw, I think it was Shannon, or they were talking like Uh, maybe maybe this (laughs) is who he is. What's your take on him? Like, is he pretending? Does he want that, or is he? He may be that. Like, if you keep doing it. I think music is, has a lot to do with this now, you know, with this, especially with this culture. Everybody holding a gun in the video is okay. You know, bling on your on your teeth, that's okay. Pants half down your ass, that's okay. So, like, that's, like, okay now, you know. Back in the day, it was a motherfucker on the beach with a silk shirt talking about some, yeah, baby, yeah, let's party like we in the 80s. Everybody had on six shirts, everybody was dressed the same. You know what I'm saying? It's just a product of what we listen to. You know what I'm saying? So like with the culture now, is shoot 'em up, bang 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 bang, shoot shoot 'em up, bend you over. I got this amount of money. I'm on private jets, yes, that that that. I mean, that's what the you know younger generation is. I sadly to say, it shouldn't be based on our music, but it is mostly based on what we listen to, and that's how it is. Eminem came out, and Eminem was rapping and got palms of sweaty, knees we arms are heavy, like. He had on a hoodie. Everybody back then had on hoodies and big jeans. You know what I'm saying? Like If Eminem would have came out like, yeah, I carry pipes, I carry straps, I got 12 guns, every white kid in America would have had a gun on him back then. Okay, stop,
0: stop, stop. Okay, I know it's already over now. Yeah. I have several problems with what he said. Me too. Um, Number one, his Eminem point. Eminem was very violent when he came out, man. What is he talking (laughs) about, dog? Yes. Eminem was talking about killing his wife. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> and made a whole song about it, and had it, his daughter on the song. Yes, and Eminem was very violent when he first came out.
1: Yes, and I look, man, I was listening to Eminem too. I wasn't wearing no hoodies because
0: Eminem wore a hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> like you think people M-M didn't like? Like he made the hoodie. fashionable.
1: Yeah, it was nothing fashionable about uh, about Eminem. And I damn sure ain't do what Eminem was talking about in the lyrics. And I listen to Eminem a lot. <laughs>
0: I think his point was that white kids emulated Eminem. So they started wearing hoodies because Eminem did. But if Eminem came out talking about shoot, shoot, bang, bang, all this stuff, they would do that, too. Which, to my point, he did come out talking about shit like that, dog. You talking about robbing and killing and raping. OK, <laughs> so if you want to look in his number two, um, troy says let me show you how far mommy can float on bonnie and clyde 97 yeah that's one (laughs) of the most raw songs ever made dog. that bonnie and clyde 97 that shit was ridiculous man (laughs) but um his second point about how in the 80s you know they had silk shirts in but now they all got guns in the video i'm sure everybody's made this point by now but crime was way worse in the 80s yes
1: (laughs) Yes. For the
0: millionth time, yes. crime was way the, worse in the 80s than it is right no, now.
1: Nobody was talking about smoking crack in, in songs <laughs> or rapping about smoking and crack. Everybody was drugs. smoking crack. And everybody was <laughs> on crack, man. <laughs> it, the crime was insane in the 80s. So that's why I just get turned off when people say, you know, rap music. Yeah, that's why the kids, that's why the crime is up because of the rap music. I listen to rap music probably more than anybody. And I listened to some of the worst rap music, as far as content wise. I never was out here killing people. I was never out here. I you never see me put a gun in the in the um on Instagram or anything like that. So I just I just, to me like that kind of go back to my point of people using rap music as low hanging fruit or using them as a punching bag because it's it's so many people that listen to to all type of rap. Uh, it's girls that listen to Gucci Man. Girls ain't out here wilding like that. <laughs> so I just I, I hate when people do that, man. <laughs> that to me, that's just like a poor excuse. And I ain't saying it don't have any influence at all. Yeah, because there are some. It is some stupid motherfuckers out here that will try to do what whatever somebody said on a song. But that's where anything like you could do that with movies. Like you think people out here doing you know, kind of trying to do what they did on paid in Fool or something like it's like it's, it's so many other, it's so much other stuff out here that could be a bad influence. And yeah. it ain't like people just go right to rap music. And I, I just don't get that, man. I think it's more to me. I think it's more about job, job J- Morant's surrounding. I don't think it's about him listening to a certain genre to that's making him do that or watch mu- him, uh, Videos and stuff like that, man. It's it been bad kids for years, man. It been bad kids since the seventies, since the eighties. I don't think rap. I don't think rap music is the one that's all of a sudden is bad kids now.
0: Like, I, I look. I, I I think personally that drill music has gone too far. Um, I think that is something like the content and what's promoted to black people in music is unlike anything in any other culture, man. Like, I feel like even the cartels don't be listening to, like, fucking (laughs) Spanish drill music, man. But we do. We listen to that shit, man. And it's about killing real people. And people have gone to jail over these songs and shit. I think the the content of the music has gone too far um, in some cases. And I do think it's an issue. And I think it's something that should be addressed at some point. I don't know if it ever will. It probably won't be at this point. But... I do think drill music has gone too far in general, but I just didn't like the way Patrick Beverly said this and the format he said it and the platform he said it on and the arguments he was using were all flawed, man. Like, look, it is the image of the gun-toting rapper popular in black culture for the youth? Yes, probably. But you can't say at a time when crime is lower than it's been since the 80s that <laughs> rap is the problem, man. Yeah. like crime was way worse when there was barely any rap out man so <laughs> it's like there's a lot of factors societally and whatnot about why the energy the image is what it is Yeah. and i think having no pushback can be a negative at some point yes but yeah look it's i don't know it's i don't know it's I just don't buy his excuses, man. The yeah. excuse of if, uh, him using Eminem. Like you could tell he only said Eminem because he was with white guys, man. Like that's yeah. the only reason he brought up Eminem. <laughs> he was trying to relate to them. It was just a nasty interview, man. I don't like Patrick Beverly on that format. Dog. I didn't yeah. like what he said. I didn't like how he said it. I just don't like having those conversations in front of white people, period. Honestly. Yeah, I'll be real no, about it, man.
1: No, I agree, man. I agree. And like I said, man, it's, it's a bunch of people that listen to this type of music that don't go out and commit the crime or do exactly what yeah. they say in the music. So like I said, do, do you know, is that some of the reason? Sure. Like I ain't going to say it's not, but to sit there and say, Oh, um, he, uh, a ja job Morant is doing this because, you know, a uh, hip hop videos and stuff like that. That's insane, man. Because look, man, I grew up in the hood too. And, you know, even if I wasn't trying to do anything, I probably would have been involved in it because I was I grew up around that. That's that's what I was around. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe say something like, hey, you know, he was hanging around the wrong people when he was in school and tried to be something he wasn't. But don't sit there and try to blame some rap music <laughs> um, because. Uh, as the reason why he trying to do all this stuff on Instagram live man you could yeah. you could be a kid from from Pearland if you hang around certain people if you hang around a, a, one of your homeboys brothers who's in the streets that could kind of you know you could be like alright you, you could get involved in that too you could start smoking weed you could start robbing people you could start doing all that stuff too it's not that you listen to Pooh to, uh, Shiesty and now man. you want to get gangster, So I, I just never bought that at all, man. I hate when people do that. It, it was worse is, you know, you, you always had people trying to push back like, yeah, that's messing up our communities. Look, our community's been messed up for years, man. And it was way before, you know, hip hop had a parental advisory sticker on it. So, like, I, I just I, I just hate that, so, you know, and. Look, hip-hop does deserve a lot of, you know, a lot of flack. But I just hate sometimes that it be the punching bag at one thing. Every time somebody do yeah. something, oh, yeah, because of rap music. I-, I I just hate that, man, because I know a lot of people that listen to rap music and are just fine in life.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. Most of-, most of us listen to rap music and are fine in life, man. It's a very select few who listen and want to be a rapper Yeah, and want yeah. to, want to do what they hear in rap. Yeah, dude. Like, like I said, I think music is influential and I think it does, especially when you are young and you probably think rappers are actually doing this shit in real life. Yeah. And it's a cool thing to do. Yeah. It has some influence, man, but to act like uh, th- that's the reason why. And in his implication that, you know, Eminem was this squeaky clean, <laughs> lyrical, miracle rapper. And he wasn't like, come on, man. He's one of the most violent talking rappers when that Slim Shady era of, of when he was in. Now he's different, of course, because he yeah. can't be what he was before. Yeah.
1: And he said the pawns are sweaty. That, yeah, was, and like, that was years
0: after he blew
1: he, that up. That was man. eight mile
0: Eminem, man. It <laughs> was down
1: there pop. That was after the Eminem show.
0: Yes. <laughs> nah so, that was ridiculous man like how yeah. have you missed Eminem's whole career he came out on that murder <laughs> death rape kill do drugs type shit same shit drill rappers are on now man yes so yeah that was, that was ridiculous but whatever Yeah. To- annoyed me. Uh,
1: Tony Scott made a good point who do the serial killers hang around <laughs>
0: man, good point they watch documentaries on other serial killers and say I want to do that but we don't blame yeah. Netflix for putting out fucking Jeffrey Dahmer shit every month
1: yeah or do or do people have that same energy for video games, and I know they did, you know, for certain situations like that, um, that Buffalo shooting, the mm-hmm. guy that recorded everything, that t- clearly that was video, that was Call of Duty influence. Yep, it's, it was terrible, but like don't nobody like how, why Patrick Bever- uh, Pat Beverly ain't say, oh yeah, you know, playing Grand Theft Auto. That Mm -hmm. that was the influence because you you could do a lot of stuff Grand Theft Auto, too.
0: I've noticed people haven't blamed video games in a long time, man, because I used (laughs) to be the number one go to whenever there was like a school shooting or some shit going on. It used to be video games fault. It was Mortal Kombat, Grand Theft Auto, all them shit. It was their fault.
1: You you know why they doing that. They ain't been doing that in a minute. It's a whole industry now. Yeah, that's making a the lot military, of money. Dog, the
0: military fund Call of Duty, man. Yeah, the military. The Call of Duty is high key military propaganda. Yeah. The U.S. Army uses that shit to recruit people. Okay, <laughs> so now you can't say it's Call of Duty's fault. Yeah, yeah, they so. would
1: never do that. And you got video game channels. You got all type of situations that's making millions and probably billions of dollars yeah. just by playing video games. It wasn't like back in the nineties where. You know, you was wasting your time playing video games. Mm-hmm. Now people actually have a career and retire by the age of 23 mm-hmm. just for playing video games on YouTube. Ain't nobody saying nothing about that now.
0: Yep, <laughs> and I've noticed that, man. Like, yeah. even though video games have gotten way more violent and way more like, <laughs> there's cussing in games now. There's sex in games. There's hardcore it's violence in games.
1: Shooting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But nobody says nothing about it. But when Mortal Kombat, you saw a 2D nigga pull out another 2D nigga's heart. <laughs> it was like the worst thing that ever happened. It is. It looks so cartoony and not even real.
1: Yeah. So but now we they, got they, like they,
0: people getting decapitated <laughs> and killed and all types of shit. Nobody says video games no more, man. It's weird.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like we was going around, you know, clawing somebody up in the air as a face <laughs> fatality or something.
0: <laughs> Wild wow, shit, dog. I remember when Grand Theft Auto 3 came out, niggas thought that shit was going to shut down the game industry. Because, oh my God, you could get a prostitute and have sex with her in the car and you could run her over and get your money back. Yeah. <laughs> niggas thought that was going to be the end of society, dog. Yeah. I remember that shit clearly. Yeah. I heard my mom almost didn't buy me the game because it was so controversial. <laughs> And I was like, yeah. I need this, it's, okay? It's, I made good grades in school. Give me this game.
1: It's funny because my cousin Rodell, shout out to my cousin Rodell, he had Grand Theft Auto 2. And I don't know if you ever played Grand Theft Auto 2. Yeah, II. I played
0: them both, one
1: yeah, and two. Yeah, Grand Theft Auto 2 was like a – it looked it looked shitty. It was like an aerial view. So you kind of – you really didn't know what was going on. But all I knew is you can steal people's cars – and you'll hear cussing occasionally. I didn't even know nothing about the missions, but it was—you could shoot people, you could hit cops, and all that stuff. And um, I think we actually got in trouble because my mom walked in, and it was like she walked in right when they was cussing somebody out, or something like that.
2: <laughs>
1: and um, we all—we almost got in trouble for for playing that. But um, yeah, when three came out, I remember that clearly too. It was like, what is this? And by that time, like I knew what it was already, mm-hmm. so I wasn't surprised. I was just happy that the graphics looked good. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that was like a big deal, man. I was shocked. They was that having ga-
0: congressional hearings about it, man. It was wild.
1: I was shocked that game was even out like that, man. The, back during that time.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was extremely controversial, man. I think they had to even tone down some shit just because the heat was getting. It was getting wild, man. But. <laughs> Looking back, it's like, what were people upset about? Games are way worse now, man. Yes. And nobody cares.
1: Yes, man. <laughs> and, and Grand Theft Auto was probably the, one of the most successful games out there,
0: man. Oh, of course. That <laughs> that was just free promotion for it, man. Yes. that was like the forbidden game, you know? Yeah, so if I mean, you was you 13 get and got a copy of Grand Theft Auto, that meant you were the man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of kids weren't able to buy it, man. Yeah. So, that shit was wild. Tony Scott says, what was the influence for the African Holocaust and genocide? Yeah, good point. Were they were they uh, bumping Jadenna?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, what were they bumping during this time, man? Yeah, people, Were the Europeans bumping when they sl- enslaved people and all this shit, man? Yeah, like, what pe- happened? Pe- all the historical crime. What about World War II about the Holocaust? Yeah. What were they bumping at that time, man? Who knows?
1: Yeah, people were like, it was no crime until hip-hop came into play.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, now it's all hip hop. Like uh like Tony Scott said, Ice Cube gangster rap made me do it. <laughs> yep. So anyway, that's yeah. that's what like, Pat Beverly, I don't know. That yeah. just really annoyed me that that like he's yeah Russell Westbrook was right about Pat Beverly, okay? <laughs> he tricked y'all. Yeah. See I'm it, on Russell Westbrook's side now.
1: Yep. Yeah, and see, if he was on like our platform or something like that, it would have been a pushback because I wouldn't have been oh, like, yeah. Oh yeah, you know. I would be like, nah, man, you looking at somebody who listened to everything, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I ain't do all of that shit. <laughs> so it's like, nah, man. I, Nah, we probably would have been arguing back and forth
0: if he was he on definitely the definitely br- wouldn't have brought up Eminem. Yeah. I <laughs> will say that I w- much. W- I would
1: have called him out on Eminem. I'm like, Eminem?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: like, dog, Like you should have said, nah, that don't even make sense.
0: <laughs> yeah think about like the early 90s when all hip-hop was positive you had like fucking uh uh Tribe called quest Tribe called Quest. you had a uh, what's his name the biggest from house party uh uh uh, uh kid and play, play kid yeah. and play Can't like play. all these groups mc hammer was the yeah. biggest rapper will at one point will smith and crime was way <laughs> worse than it is now man <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, and I don't, they I don't sold,
1: the, the thing about it, man. People was listening to them still.
0: Yep, they, they sold records and all that,
1: but crime was still up.
0: Yep, yep. How do explain that, <laughs> yeah, to Pat what, Beverly?
1: Yeah, what the hell? Uh, Pablo Escobar was listening to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tony Scott says, "How many lashes do you give, Pat Beverly?" Let me get my doctor Umar on. <laughs> I give Sir Patrick Beverly. Fifteen lashes for conduct unbecoming of a black man. <laughs> I'll go easy on him, okay? But I don't I don't yeah. like the platform he said it and what he said are on. You yeah. know, so no, I agree. <laughs> um other things that happened this week. Um so what's going on with Nick Minaj and number one, Megan Thee Stallion's finally come out of uh I guess seclusion. You know, she had been not seen anywhere since the Tory Lane trial. She came out. I want to say it was like Oscar weekend or whenever it was. Yeah. She's come back. She's back on Instagram. Tony Scott says, that's not enough lashes. Look, (laughs) man, I'm not Omar. Okay. Omar (laughs) gave Shannon Sharp like 5,000 lashes. (laughs) Like, Come on, dog. I I, I ain't going that far. (laughs) But yeah, (laughs) that shit was too much. Um, so what's going on? I guess uh Nicki Minaj and Megan Thee Stallion got some kind of beat going on now. Um, I'm assuming it's because I saw the bar. Nicki Minaj said something I don't fuck with horses since Christopher Reeves. Yeah. Which shows you how old Nicki Minaj is, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> That's a forty year old rapper bar. Yeah. Uh, how
1: many people use like who who is Christopher Reeves? <laughs> How I many people you think was wondering who was Christopher Reeves?
0: Um, Plenty of people. <laughs> um, I mean, I think Nicki Minaj's fan base in general is kind of older, so maybe they got it. But I feel any any person like in their 20s would be like, who? That's like making a a, a, a crash into a tree or hit a tree, Sonny Bono or line or something like that. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> knows what the <laughs> fuck that's about anymore, man. Yeah. So... Yeah, but that, I guess that's the only thing—the only horse-related injury we can think of. Yeah, <laughs> is Christopher Reeves. So, yeah, I guess she made some kind of bar about not fucking with horses, and I guess that implies that Megan the Stallion and Nicki Minaj got some kind of beef going on. What's going on with this, Figgy? Do you even? Can you brief me I, on this?
1: Yeah, for some reason I felt like that's they—they've been having a beef for a little bit because. Uh, Let's be real. Nicki been throwing shots at a few female rappers. Mm -hmm. So um, I think, I I don't know how the the Meg beef started, but I can tell that's why, I'll tie it back to this in a minute, but I think that's why Joe Button was acting the way he was acting towards uh, Meg because he have he clearly have a relationship with Nikki and he even said as much as like you know people that told me some things you did some friends for over 15 years or something crazy like that and clear everybody knew he was talking about Nicki Minaj so i don't know what she i don't know what meg did or if i don't know what happened but she been throwing a lot, she been throwing a few shots and uh, sub tweets and all that stuff towards Meg. I, I I really don't get why. I don't even know if Meg going to even resp- uh, respond. I seen a tweet. I don't know if this was a real tweet. I'm trying to find it, but I seen a tweet that uh, Meg tweeted that's kind of had like a little notepad, like she writing that writing that down type thing. Yeah, yeah. And I think this was right after this song. And the name of that song is uh, "Red Ruby," Red Ruby the Sleeves. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, and I think I think in the same song she might have threw a couple shots, like uh, like actual like shooting at somebody, making them dance type shots, which kind of leads to the whole Tory Lanez the dance bitch before she got shot. Yeah. In the foot. So, So. Uh, yeah. She
0: said something like that, 40 count make him dance like a go-go. Yeah. Or some shit like that. And of course, yeah, it was alleged yeah. that Toya rank Lane said dance bitch when yeah. he shot at Megan Thee Stallion.
1: Yeah. So uh um, like I'm I'm kinda interested. like I wonder what Nikki doing at this point, man. Like and I'm a Nikki fan. i I'm, I'm rooting for her, but I don't understand what she's doing at this point, man. She, she gotta be like 40 years old at this point. I I don't know, man.
0: Yeah. I mean, it seems like she's beef with every single rapper, every single female rapper at this point, you know, who is she still cool with? I feel like she had beef with city girls at one point. She had beef with Lotto. She had beef with Megan Thee Stallion. She probably got beef with Koyla right now. Who knows? like it seemed like she just beefed with every female rapper just to beef with them yeah I, I don't i don't get the strategy at this point like people want to talk like men were only the ones picking at <laughs> megan a stallion so this clearly pokes a hole in it because i think they've been silent now they it to sound the only one still talking about this shit people went at drake when he had some bars yeah on the 20 savage album so yeah man i don't know i mean I don't know what 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 is Megan Stallion done to Nikki to warrant this? Yeah, like I don't,
1: really I don't get think it. I don't think she did anything publicly, but um, like I said, maybe look. I don't know how Meg act behind the scenes. Clearly, I guess it. I guess it's like a stuff stuff going around saying how she a asshole behind the scenes and all this other stuff. I don't know. I can't speak to that. <laughs> I don't know, but I think it's kind of weird. Just Randomly throwing shots at this person. It, I mean, I understand that Meg was sitting there talking her shit, saying she the queen or something. Mm-hmm. But I felt like she never really did that, and Meg kind of stay out the way a little bit. So maybe something happened to, between them too. They did have that song, that hot girl summer song. I don't know yeah. if that have anything to do with it. <laughs> but,
0: people, people, I, I think people thought that Megan doing a uh, WAP with Cardi was a shot at Nicki, it, I guess. It
1: seemed like that's kind of where it started. Mm-hmm. Because uh you know she did the song with Nicki first and then she eventually did the song with um um uh, what's uh oh with, with Cardi and that's when it seemed like it kind of heated up a little bit because this might have been around the time <laughs> Cardi and Nicki were still going at it. But yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. (laughs) It's it's super strange.
0: I don't get it either. This is is unbecoming behavior from a top 10 rapper of all time, according to Billboard and Vibe magazine. Okay, (laughs) I don't see Knives and Jay-Z doing things like this. So why is the 10th best rapper ever acting out like this? I don't know. (laughs) Tony Scott said, bro, this is a light jab. When we get so soft, Look, man, this is 2023. Everything is the worst thing ever, okay? Yeah. Everything is the worst thing ever. Yeah. Anything said that's negative <laughs> is the worst thing that's ever happened since the Holocaust, okay? Yeah, you know that's I, how we act now.
1: You know how soft we got, man. When people, I, I realized how soft we got when people started talking about Pusha T, how he went too far. Yes. <laughs> in the song,
0: it was rap beef.
1: Man. I'm like, what? He went too far. <laughs> And you know, I could I I could I could get some parts where it was like, ooh, he did that. But some people I, I man, I heard people to my face talk about, oh, he ain't say nothing special. He was just gossiping during the song. And then somebody turned around, oh he he just went out of bounds with that. I'm like, what?
0: <laughs> I still people, I still I saw a thread. I think Kevin Walker posted it. That's how I saw it. <laughs> somebody was trying to maintain to this day. That Duffy Freestyle was the better disc record. It put the son of Adidon just had better, uh, had more gossip in it. That's why he won. I'm like, y'all got to stop. this. Yeah. It was a rap battle, man. Okay. Yes. <laughs> it's about who had the better disses. It's not about who had the better song you play in the fucking club. <laughs> That's not the contest yeah. here. Yeah. It's a rap battle, man.
1: Yeah. They, these dudes clearly never heard no Vaseline. They never heard real motherfucking G's. <laughs> they never heard none of that shit, man, because all that shit was vulgar. Like I yes. I was in the car um listening to the uh Sirius SM and they played real motherfucking G's. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, man, like I wonder how how do somebody like an Ice Cube or Dr. Dre or Snoop feel? When they're just in the car and real motherfucking G's hop on. (laughs)
0: Because that's a a full blown
1: diss song. It's a hard song, but it's a diss song. And, you know, you always hear now how, you know, people don't like I think we heard it from Nas when he said he don't he don't listen to ether at all. Like he Mm -hmm. never that's that's in the past. He don't listen to that shit. So I'm like, damn, they sitting there playing real motherfucking G's, just like it's a, <laughs> like it's a number one hit. <laughs> I'm like, yep. damn, that's that's kind of wild, man. So, like, pe- like people talking about Pusha T went too far. I'm like, man, y'all are tripping, man. But yeah, Tony, the to ask to answer your question, man. We got soft, man. So it, it, this is how soft we got. We was pumping this, um, this Pusha T, this record up, like it was top five. Yes. W- we said the same thing with Remy Mom when she did her diss song to um, Nikki. Like it was the best diss song in history. And, you know, in reality, we were just living in the moment. But no, nah, man, it was all type of fire ass diss songs back in the day, man. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like I said, man, we pumping these little diss songs up and these little jabs up because <laughs> that's all we got.
0: Exactly. And I think looking back, because I remember, I want to say, I don't really remember because I was really young at the time, but I feel like the consensus was like Dre and Snoop won the battle with fucking with Dre Day. But looking Mm -hmm. back, I feel like real motherfucking G's is just a better song, period, man. It is. Like it it aged way better than than uh, fucking with Dre Day. I think yeah. there's a way, way too many like homoerotic disses. And yeah, <laughs> like Snoop Dogg went a little too far. Yeah. With big gap tooth. Like my dick's got to fit and all that <laughs> shit. Like it, it went a little too, too far with my balls on your tonsils. Yeah. Like the imagery was a little too much for me, man. Yeah. But Fucking with Dre Day is just a classic song, man. It's like a feel-good song, even though it's a crazy diss song. Yeah. It just gets you in a good mood for some reason,
1: man. And it's crazy because I was younger when that song came out, obviously.
0: Yeah. And
1: I like that song. But I didn't really realize what was going on in that song Mm -hmm. at the time. And the same thing, even the same thing with um, Jay-Z Takeover. Like, I just, I like that song. I like that beat. I liked everything about that song, but I ain't realized realize he was going, you know, at Mob Deep and, you know, who I liked at the time, too. Mm-hmm. I, this was like, oh, what, O2? Oh, oh, one This was like O1? Oh, yeah, O1, one. Oh, one. yeah. Yeah, I was in sixth grade. So, you know, what did I know about beef and all that stuff? I ain't had access to all that shit, but I liked that song. And then, you know, my to me, my eyes opened up to the ether. Where he clearly started the song off saying Jay Z,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> and my brother in law was breaking everything down to me. I'm like, oh man, <laughs> so yeah, man, to me, that show you that back in the day, they really like even though they were diss songs, those diss songs had replay value to it, and you can still play it to this day.
0: Yeah, no, definitely, man. Uh, would hit him up still be, will hit him up be banned today? Um. Yeah. Maybe, man. I mean, he kind of had. <laughs> it was yeah. pretty vulgar record for the time. Even. I, so. I
1: think. I think the part that would have been banned or people would have been pissed off about is his jabs at Lil Kim.
0: Yeah. That probably even now was. wasn't that bad. It.
1: It wasn't bad. But said, I'll t- well, I'm gonna I'll be talk quick
0: about to snatch your little ass off your, the street or something like that. Your
1: ugly little. Your ugly ass or something.
0: But they would say that's a. Uh, misogynistic. Yeah, I think yeah.
1: they would say he was attacking d- dark-skinned women.
0: Yeah, of they course. They would say something yeah. like that. Some, some Twitter thread would be like, why yeah. does Pac have all the smoke for black women? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. So, yeah, yeah man. So
1: it would have been something like that.
0: But. Yeah. This song really ain't what they used to be, especially with big-name with big rappers. Nobody really wants to diss anybody anymore. Yeah. So. Yeah, we're just left with scraps, man. Yeah, we're left it's, with little light jabs like this.
1: Yeah, it's only a few people that, you know, recently that kind of run that old feeling back. R- Remy Remy Ma did it with when she dissed Nikki, kind of had her on mm-hmm. the ropes. I feel like Nikki ain't been the same since <laughs> that this song because she tried to go the Drake route and try to make a like a top, so, uh, a number one song, a diss yeah, song. Yeah,
0: and it didn't work it out. It didn't
1: really work out. And, you know, and she pretty much, uh, Remy Ma came out with a, eth- a sheether. And, you know, of course, Nicki Minaj fans like, oh, she used somebody else's beat. Or, oh, she ain't re- Oh, Pat Poose wrote her shit. <laughs> it was using everything. So. Um, yeah. Yeah, side note about Nicki Minaj. I, I think it's hilarious how she just still pushing this whole, hey, I write all of my stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, girl, that's what you're supposed to do.
0: <laughs> like, but, I mean...
1: Like, why is we... It's a lot of rappers out here that actually write their stuff.
0: Not a lot of women rappers. I, I get, let's, let's be real, man. I, I, Most I, of them are not writing shit.
1: I get that. But I just feel like that's something... Like, what's the point of bragging about that at this point? Like, it, to me, it, it's it's like an old argument. Like, hmm Like, like Let's be real, man. Who cares at this point? And it's it's crazy that I'm saying this because yeah. I was always big on people writing their stuff. But let's be real, man. Who cares about this? Like, is is that, is that going to get you the brownie points that you write your stuff?
0: Well, look, Nicki Minaj is no longer the artist she was. She's not going to be the top-selling female. She's not going to get the most press. She's not going to get the most attention because she's kind of aging out the game, man. So that's her claim to fame, basically. You know, there might be a hotter rapper. You know, there might be somebody who sells more first week. But her claim is, well, I write all my stuff. (laughs) You know, I'm not like them getting a bunch of people to write for them and they just do the song off a reference track. Which, I look, I get it. But to, a, to your point, I don't think anybody cares anymore. Yeah, yeah. what's the that's point? That's a very old head argument to make at this point. I write my own rhymes. Nobody cares.
1: Yeah, and like, I, and salute to her for writing her own stuff. Mm-hmm. But those people that's not writing their own shit, that got all these reference tracks, they laughing to the bank at this point. They got the yeah. number one song, you know, You Don't at this point. And... It is what it is. <laughs> so it, I mean, it's not like her saying all of this is gonna make her have a number one song, or it's gonna destroy the other people that's not writing their music. So it's like, all right, man, like that's like us, like that's like us keep saying, Yep, we got it, we got the independent podcast. Yep, all of our podcast we do everything ourselves. This is an independent podcast, not company ran at all. It's like, all right, that's cool, but what I mean? Where is that getting us right now? <laughs> like, is that some brownie yeah. points?
0: Hey, hey, I do know, know. I know I talked about this shit about bars tool, but they want to come through with the bag. Look, man, we are, we'll have a discussion, okay? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> hey, bars will come through, man.
1: We look, can talk. Look, man, I, I'm proud of what we doing with this podcast, but I'm not mad at somebody. I'm not mad at Willie and uh, <laughs> uh, Gilly the kid and Wallow for getting that bag and going to bars. I'm not sitting here and say, oh yeah, I ain't like nobody else. I I do everything myself. Mm-hmm. Look, man, I like to me ain't no point in me sitting there bragging about that. And I feel like that's yeah. what Nikki, Nikki doing right now.
0: I agree. I mean, it's fine to be proud of it, but nobody in this generation cares anymore. That's yeah. that's just it, man. Nobody cares. And you know, people just want some shit to that bumps on TikTok. Some shit that sound good. They don't care who wrote it anymore. Mm -hmm. It's more about your image. It's been like that for a while now. This is what it is. Yeah. Just be happy that you're the number 10 rapper of all time, apparently. Yeah. (laughs) Above Scarface (laughs) and fucking (laughs) Kanye and all these people. (laughs) So be happy about that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I used to put Hurricane Chris was found not guilty of murder. I didn't even—I forgot he was yeah. even accused of murder.
1: Yeah, he was on trial and stuff. And, uh, I was—I thought he was done. <laughs> I thought he was done because I think we talked about this when he um, yeah uh, got arrested for murder, and apparently he was found not guilty. I, I'm always interested in that because it gotta take a lot for you to be found not guilty of murder, man. <laughs> Because murder, that's kinda like a it's it's kind of a cut and dry thing and I feel like they got something if they feel like you did it. So uh I don't know what he did or not, but salute to him, man. If he didn't do it, salute to him.
0: But good for him. Yeah, yeah. I don't care now to look up the case details. Sorry, man. You're Hurricane yeah. Chris, okay. So yeah. <laughs> now, I now,
1: see I put this on I thought he was done. I thought that was yeah. it. Yeah. But not guilty. So we might see a little bit more of him.
0: I mean, <laughs> unfortunately, I <guess>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he'll he'll start a podcast soon. I'm sure. Yeah. Um. What else? Oh yeah. R. P. to Lance Reddick, man. We didn't say this on a podcast. Yeah. R.P. to Lance Reddick. We found out today, uh, the day we recorded this, that he passed away at the age of sixty. Um. I mean, he's great. He was a great actor, man. Yeah. Um. I was really shocked when I heard this. You know, even 60 people might say that's up there. He was in good shape. And he yeah, was, he was, um, it, was it was shocking, man. He was active. He was in a bunch of stuff. He was in John Wick 4 that's coming out right now. And um, of course, the legendary role in the wire as a police chief and a lot of stuff in between, man. He was just a just a great actor. He he he's the kind of actor who can like he, he's like Samuel L. Jackson in a way, where even if a thing he's in is bad, you know he'll be good in it. Yeah. Like, he was in that Resident Evil show, which was, uh, by all intents and purposes, a shitty show, but he was good in it. You know Lance Reddick gonna be good in whatever he's in. Yeah. So you can always (laughs) say at least he's gonna be a good part in this show, wherever I'm watching a movie or whatever, even if it sucks. Mm -hmm. It got Sam Jackson in it, it's gonna be good. It got Lance Reddick in it, he's gonna be good. Yeah. He was one of those types of actors, man. Yeah. So, it's really unfortunate, man. Really sad news to to see today. So, R.I.P. to Lance Reddick, man. One of the greatest... One of the great black actors that was active in. Very unfortunate, man. So that sucked. Yeah. (coughs) Yeah, he he played in a lot of stuff, man. Yeah. (laughs) Like, not only... did a lot lot, of voice acting, too.
1: Yeah. A lot of that. A lot of films. A lot of uh, TV shows. So, yeah, man. Rest in peace.
0: Yeah, definitely. I did not know he was 60, man. He was in good shape, man. He did not even look... Like, I would have guessed he was probably in his mid-50s at the oldest, yeah. So. Yeah. Very sad man, but. Yeah.
1: Originally from Baltimore too. That's wild. Oh, and it it right and you got
0: casted. Yeah. Damn. that was dope. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. did anything else mm-hmm. happen this week? Or this past Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
1: I, I um I didn't get a chance to talk about this, but the um the Bumbi Southern takeover.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. You got to give your review of the uh South Southern takeover at the Houston Rodeo. Yeah. Um, you went so uh tell first of off, tell us actually I think I might have the uh, the list of everybody who was there. I gotta look it up. Yeah, look at that. I up. still okay. have it. Okay, I have a. Um, the lineup was Taylor, uh Jazzy Faye, A Ball MJG, David Banner, Lil Flip, Big Crit, Trinidad James, Cupid, Manny Fresh, Juvenile, Charlie Boy, Youngstar, Big Mike, Scarface, and Erica Badu. Yeah, so uh, very very surprising lineup with Eric Badu at the end too, but that was dope. Sound yeah. like so. Give your review, man. What you think about it?
1: Um, to me, I was a little underwhelmed by this one. And to be fair, I think I had a high expectation for this one because the because of the last one. The last one was epic. The last one was legendary because it never happened again. Uh, it never happened before. But this one, man, is saying like, I think I was, I was kind of expecting more people, not more people, but the quality of people, to be there instead of what it was this time, because I think the highlight of the night, what we we already knew Manny Fresh and Juvenile was gonna be there, mm-hmm. and then closer to the time Eight Ball MJG was gonna be there, which is you know that's cool, but um. The Jazzy Fay one, so I forgot he. First of all, I forgot he was even from Memphis. (laughs) I I I don't know why I thought he was from Atlanta, but um, he wasn't there. He wasn't there as Jazzy Faye. He was there with the uh, the show enough to perform that show enough song. Yeah. So um, that I mean I I get that, but I felt like to me. Overall, I felt like a lot of the music that was being performed was songs that a lot of people probably didn't really know as much. Because like 8-Ball and MJG, I'm sure you probably, I don't know if you like them or not, but nope. but um, it's fair to say their most popular song is probably the ones later on, the the, the ones with P. Diddy on it. The, uh, uh, I forgot which you, you don't uh, want drama. No drama. Yeah, yeah, little stuff like that, which you know, you, the the real fans are probably cringe at that. But if you're on the big stage like that, I I was kind of expecting them to perform those, and they didn't perform. They didn't perform those at all. I thought that was kind of a a, a misstep right there. Uh, as far as Jazzy Faye, I was kind of expecting to hear some type of newer jazzy. I ain't expect him to just be on stage for that one song or a, a couple of them that wasn't his like you know producing credits type thing. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, this is this ain't a smaller club or nothing. You you know a lot of the people there are kind of there to have a good time, and they weren't they wasn't playing songs that was there to have a good time to me from them. I felt like they had a little more in the bad to play. Um, as far as, like, to me, I felt like Trenton, when uh, David Banner came out, that was a good moment because everybody liked that song. He got, I, I feel like that ain't his only song, but everybody know that song. And then Lil Flip came out at the end. That was cool.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, as far as Juvenile and Manny Fresh, I'm not sure I was talking to a couple people about this. I'm not sure how it was as far as paying these guys, but I felt like it should have been a couple more songs from cash money to me. I want to say they did probably, I think they did three songs, which is a lot during that time. But I felt like they gave a little much, uh, a little too much time to other people. Like the Cupid guy, Mm -hmm. he performed two songs, man. Like what other song do you know from him outside of the obvious? I just think, man, you could have had him do that one song and keep it moving, man. If you would have, if you could have subtract that song, that the one song that a lot of people didn't really know, a lot of people here knew about it. I didn't know about it. If you would have took that song off and had him just do the cupid shuffle, why couldn't you just give? one of those other songs to Manny Fresh or Juvenile. So that was kind of my thing, but maybe it was a money thing. Maybe they were only allowed to perform two or three songs. So maybe that was it. But that part was a little disappointing to me. Um, To me, I think the part that I liked last year, that this year I was just kind of like, "Uh, y'all kind of spent a little too much time on this. To me, bringing the slabs out as... One of the acts was kind of that was that was a little bothersome to me. It's one thing to bring them out while people performing and all that stuff, mm-hmm. but they actually made an announcement like the slabs or I forgot the name of uh, what they called themselves, but that was like that was like one of the acts that took like probably five to seven minutes to be honest.
0: Oh my god, maybe they I'm I'm assuming they there was like a paid sponsorship or some shit. It, it At least pro- I would hope so. It
1: probably so. It probably was, but that part I'm just like, man, what's what's going on here? Uh, Charlie Boy came out. You y'all all know. I'm not really familiar with Charlie Boy, mm-hmm. so um, that yeah, was. Who's
0: this fat owl sounding motherfucker <laughs> out here? <laughs>
1: I, look, man. Look, I appreciated that, and I'm. I, I think that was a moment for people in Texas. So, I'm not going to push back on that. Um, Erica Badu, um, I ain't have a problem with Erica Badu on there. Maybe they could have uh, put her in maybe towards the middle and not be the last act of the show. I think that would have been a little better. But it was always weird because you heard the lineup, you heard the Trinidad James, you heard you know uh, David Banner you got Juvenile, Bad that Ass all that stuff and then you go to Erica Badu who's a, a neo soul type of singer to me that don't even fit right man it was already tough having her in anyway mm-hmm. but to close the show out I think that was a little rough and uh, maybe it was a good thing maybe it was the turn the lights on in the club it's time to go music maybe that was it and then at the very end they performed the um the you know the song that ugk and uh and um outcast song but um honestly man i didn't really i i thought it was i thought it was still a cool moment but i think we need to realize man this bun b i don't think he have a lot to work with and this is a super 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 big stage and I don't know if he going to do it again, man. I don't know if they going to come to him again. Maybe maybe money talk. I don't know what the numbers was. The, the people that got tickets and attended. So maybe if it was good, maybe they'd try to do it again. But if I'm Bun B, I would probably chill out for a couple years to try to kind of, you know, get myself up again and then maybe try something different because – the first one was really, really, really legendary. And uh, you know, it was just good with it being in H Town, you got H Town artists up there like Slim Thug, Paul Wall, to people like ESG, to people like Lil' Kiki up there. I think that was a special moment. Mm-hmm. But this one is like, man, like, who is who was out here trying to listen to Cupid Shuffle actually perform live? So, you know, Trinidad James, I, and I like Trinidad Jan- I like <laughs> I like that song, but that's all he got. So, you know, I was kind of expecting Bun B to, you know, I was, so what I did was I was kind of looking at all the songs Bun B, you know, got with other artists. So I was thinking like, damn, maybe he could get a, a, a Jeezy, you know, to make an appearance and they could perform push it and you know I was thinking a little stuff like that maybe Webby and Bootsy but it wasn't even like that man it was it was a little disappointing to me but I had to remember it is Bun B it wasn't like it was a top notch star that was you know with all of these relationships that could just bring anybody to the city so um, salute to Bun B man It it was still a good moment but I think it kind of ran its course a little bit, man.
0: Yeah, seems like it. I mean, to keep a few things in mind, number one, I don't think these artists get paid for this. So it's generally on like goodwill of whoever wants to come through. Um, I think what it sounds like is like the fact that he didn't announce who was there and just said it's going to be like a Southern takeover. Everybody's imagination just naturally goes wild. And you start thinking of a Gucci Mane or Jeezy or people like that. But, uh, yeah, I I think the issue is that I'm sure he did. He he would have liked to announce who was going to be there, but then you got things where people supposed to be there and then don't come up. I know that's what happened last time. Yeah, you know, people were supposed to be there and they didn't show up. Yeah, so you don't want to make announcements that are premature. Maybe somebody says they'll come through and then they don't. Yeah, and then what do you do? Yeah. So I understand why he had to like keep it on a low but also at least disappointment when yeah. you're there you think you're gonna see jeezy and you see fucking trend james yeah so or you think future might be there and then his fucking cupid yeah. so <laughs> i get it um but it is like look he did the best he could yeah um it seemed like it was a good show i keep forgetting erica badu is from dallas by the way
1: yeah, like, me too.
0: I just don't picture her as a Texan because the way she came out, she came out with like D'Angelo and Jay Dilla she, and she kinda, Common and The Roots.
1: Yeah, she kind of like in that, like I would thought she was like from Philly or something.
0: Yeah, I would have thought she was or like Chicago. from New York or something like yeah.
1: that. Uh-huh.
0: She came out on that like black Israelite type vibe too. So I, I always imagined her as like, I never thought she was from Texas until I found out found, found out later. But I yeah. always put her up there with like the New York soul movement or whatever. Yeah. So it's interesting. I keep her she's from Dallas, but she is from Dallas. She went to Grambling and in Louisiana, she went to uh, Booker T Washington high school. So yeah, she is a Texan.
2: Yeah.
0: But I keep forgetting for some reason. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but, but your yeah. wife says she didn't know a lot of people by the way. So, yeah, <laughs> honestly,
1: like I said, I, I ain't really know. I ain't know Charlie boy. Uh, and, you know, I knew MG... Uh, not MGK. I, I, talk, I want to talk about that a minute, too. But... Uh,
0: MJG,
1: you know, man. Yeah, I, knew, I know MJG. MJG. Eight baller, yeah, 8-baller yeah, MJG. But, uh, like, I didn't really know about the movement that uh, Jazzy Faye was in before he mm-hmm. branched off. So, uh, it was a lot of stuff where I didn't know. Maybe it was a Texas thing. Uh, or a Southern thing. But yeah there's a lot of stuff I didn't know and like I said it was it was a cool moment especially if you grew up to that but I just think it was a high bar last year man and um, you know he probably Bun B, I mean I'm sure Bunby got the bag and all that stuff but it probably would have been better if he just did it that one year and kind of you know wait a couple more years and do it again uh, do another H-Town takeover or something for for people who missed it, yeah. But uh, salute to him, man. It was still it was still a good show. It, it you know it wasn't nothing crazy going on and nothing like that. But I just think it was a little underwhelming.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's what happens when your imagination goes wild, man. Yeah, so, dog. I was but...
1: I was sitting here like maybe Jeezy. I was yeah. thinking Three Six Mafia, <laughs> mm-hmm. DJ Paul or something with Juicy. I was thinking I was thinking all type of stuff, man. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's what happens. But I mean, like yeah. like we said, you did the best he could with the yeah, circumstances. Yeah, I appreciate. So I appreciate it.
1: it. I appreciate it still because as at one point it wasn't this at the rodeo mm-hmm. because people always told me it was always Alicia Keys. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I appreciate this alone.
0: Yeah. Um, Tony Scott says your ESG interview was great. Thank you, man. We gotta we gotta uh, make sure y'all check that out on YouTube. Um, our interview with ESG we had last week or a couple weeks ago. Um, I want to, I still want to make clips of that, man. Cause he dropped a lot of gems. He, he had a lot of wild takes as well. Yeah, uh, I'm still chipping about how he said he wanted Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers <laughs> in Houston, but okay. Um, so yeah, it was a very good interview, man. He good, good health update on him and everything he's gone through and his takes on certain things in rap. So, Make yeah. sure y'all check that out on YouTube and on Spotify and all the podcast stuff. So, yeah, very very good. Sit down with ESG, our good friend.
1: Yep. Also, um, outside of that, I did go to another rodeo concert, man. I went to go see MGK.
0: Michelle oh, wow. Gallagher. So, okay. How was that?
1: It was interesting, man, because, mind you, this is the first person. I, uh, my first show I opened up for Young and Up and Coming MGK, and he was this was like a
0: two, rapper
1: at this time yeah rapper this was 2010 mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh he had a few tattoos but he wasn't all decked out. and um what's crazy is man he ain't performed not one rap song man mm-hmm. it was just straight punk rock and i gotta give it to him man. it sound good man it sound like if i didn't know the history of, of machine gun kelly i would have been like damn this is all right <laughs> like it's actually all right but I was just sitting there like, damn, I don't know not one of these songs. And he actually sitting there playing the guitar and shit, man. He got a full band. I'm like, damn, this is the same person that was walking around my hood. <laughs> like, I could pull up some videos of this dude in the hood rapping. And now this dude is out here performing punk rock songs, man. So, um. And it's funny because I was, you know, when I was there, I was asking a couple of my coworkers, like, like you like MGK? They're Like, yeah, man. Like, honestly, I started liking him when he switched over to punk rock. I'm like, damn, okay. And a lot, like, look, man, he always had fans, but I felt like he got even more fans once he switched over, which which is crazy, because a lot of people, uh, like a lot of people were shocked that I opened up for him back in the day. Mm-hmm. and um yeah man i i thought it was a pretty good show man like if you're not a punk rock fan you ain't gonna like it like it's it, he ain't do no hip-hop he he actually played um uh, wild boy for like maybe 20 seconds and he didn't even perform that he just told him to play something and they actually played it mm-hmm. uh, so uh he ain't even perform that but outside of that man he's just in a whole different vibe man I, it, it's it's kind of surreal to see him playing and performing at the rodeo yeah but um yeah man it was I th- I thought it was a good show man salute to him but this is this is no rap <laughs> this ain't no rapping machine gun Kelly this is straight punk rock man <laughs> a lot of singing Mm-hmm. So, and, and I didn't even know this. Somebody told me this later on, that Travis Barker is his drummer. Oh, wow. I'm like, damn, that's, <laughs> I'm like, that's, that's a lot. I think he has been his drummer for like a year or two.
0: Remember when Travis Barker was on everybody's songs, man? Yes. And he was like remixing <laughs> every rap song ever. Yes. With the Travis Barker drum version.
1: Yeah. So, uh, and Travis Barker sounded good on the drums too. So, um yeah man machine gun kelly is in a whole different vibe man
0: <laughs> yeah it kind of reminds me because i was watching a uh playboy cardi's rolling loud performance from this year um and it was just as somebody who's followed playboy cardi since he was fucking with like father and all those other dudes on awful music like uh maxo cream and all them yeah to see where he is now like he had a straight up rock show man yeah, like he played rap songs, but they were like rock remixes of rap songs, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. guitar, and the show was like simultaneously trash and amazing at the same time. Yeah, I know exactly just, what
1: you mean. Yeah,
0: yeah, because <laughs> the the pyro is crazy. There was a lot of pyrotechnics. the the The, air, the guitar sounded great. The band sounded great. The, how they remixed his songs sounded. The transitions were good. But yeah. he didn't rap like a single word of anything. Yeah. He just sat up there and just screamed a lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's all he did. But the audience was just super into it, man. Yeah. And to see how big he's gotten since he switched. Like, I was somebody who came out and said a whole lot of Red is trash when it came out. But I've come around to the album. But there are people who didn't even start fucking with him until he dropped that album. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it opened up a whole new audience for him. And now... Seeing where this dude was like doing clubs that opening for people, yeah, doing clubs that were barely full, nobody knew his shit.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So,
0: headlining, rolling loud, and the entire audience is into it, live yeah. singing every word of his songs. Yeah, it was crazy to see, man.
1: It It is, and like, and to go back to uh, Machine Gun Kelly. I remember actually seeing this dude walk around the flats in Cleveland, like at a club, actually by himself passing out flyers. He was, he was out there passing out flyers by himself. And I knew who he was because I came across him on MySpace at the time. And, you know, I knew who he was. We kind of talked to him. We actually went down there to see him because we kind of fucked with him a little bit. And uh, my homeboy that was Whitby was – like he was fucking with him, so I'm like, all right, we go down there. He's supposed to be at the, um, I think it was the Metropolis. I'm like, oh, he gonna be at the Metropolis. So we went down there, and um, I never forget this. It was a girl. He passed the flyer to a girl, and the girl actually threw the flyer down his face, like, oh, like nobody want this shit. And we thinking like, damn, like that bitch, she she a fucking the asshole. Like, what type of shit is that? <laughs> Like usually we get flyer, you already appreciate it, and then you mm-hmm. might drop it by mistake or something. But she actually like threw it like on the ground in his face, like, man, don't nobody want that shit. And when he went in the club, you know, when he was on the stage, you know, he was kind of hosting something. And then he was like, and to the girl that threw that flyer down in my face, tell her she can suck my dick. And the crowd just started going crazy, like, oh, mm-hmm. this white boy. Oh, my God, this white boy dogging somebody. Oh, shit. And I was I like, I'll never forget that. I'm like, this girl really threw this shit <laughs> on the ground. I don't even know this if she remembered that. that now, like, damn. Yeah, she probably this don't even like, realize like, she did that. Yeah. But I'm like, man, now nah, this dude, well, he ain't dating uh, old girl again. What's her name? Megan
0: or? Oh, Meg- yeah, Megan Fox.
1: Megan Fox, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, now he over here, you know, messing around with Megan Fox. So I'm like, damn, that's yeah.
0: crazy how like that. She's gonna run into him like uh Michael B. Jordan's old classmate did. <laughs> like, Didn't you call me corny? Uh, L- L'Oreal. <laughs> yeah. We ain't talk about that. How how
1: did you feel about that? I was like <laughs> <laughs> Did you think I don't it, know. Did you think it was corny on Michael B. Jordan's part? Or was it kind of cool to clap back, I guess?
0: I mean, he. I, I feel like he should have been bigger than that. Honestly, like the way he just directed a fucking major motion picture, man. Yeah. Like he he's in a he's in a way where he should be. Look, like I was a, like I I feel like I relate with Michael B. Jordan because I was a nerd too, dog. I'm still a nerd, but I was a nerd in high school too. <laughs> so I understand what it feels like to not be like the cool black person, and. Look, man, it sucks at the time, but you just got to you got to take that on the chin, man. Yeah. You, especially when you're as successful as he is. You you just got to move on with your life, man. Look, look where he is and look where she is. OK. Yeah. Like that. That's your win right there. <laughs> look yeah. what this corny, nerdy black guy did. Yeah. I'm directing movies. I'm one of the biggest stars in Hollywood. That's the clapback. He yeah. ain't have to say, "Oh, you call me corny." Dude. Like you, that 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 just proves you're holding on to that. Yeah. And you just got to let that shit go, man. Yeah. Like if I saw somebody who had some funny shit to say to me in high school, I'd just dap him up like normal and like, "Hey, how you been?" whatever, move on. Like I don't hold on to that shit, man. I'm fucking 35 years old now, dog. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure I think he's in his 30s now too, definitely. So Mm-hmm. You just gotta let that shit go. I thought it was kind of corny that he he even proved that he was still thinking about it or yeah.
2: remembered
1: it. And the shit was like in what, middle school, like early high school, I think. Mm-hmm. And I come to find out, I mean, I don't know what they were seasonal about, but I know one of the things they mentioned was they seasonal because his name was Michael Jordan. <laughs> and, you know, that's kind of understandable because this was in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> and your name is Michael Jordan? <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I agree with you, man. Like, I ain't got time to. I remember, I remember a lot of shit what people said about me. And you know, whenever I see them, hey, what's going on? I just kind of keep it cool. I keep it short. I ain't about to be like, oh, remember what you said about mm-hmm. me in science?
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> like, like, I don't care. I, I to me, I I get more satisfied when they be all over me after they was talking shit about me before. Mm-hmm. So, like, that, so
0: you dick riding now. See, so yeah. you're uh, you different now, huh? That's my you satisfaction. my voice in the radio, now is different,
1: huh? Yeah. No, that that happened to me one time. Well, it wasn't recent. Like, I, I wasn't even in radio at the time, but um, it was somebody I saw that I tried to talk to back in seventh grade, I think. I think it was seventh or eighth grade. And she, like, kind of shitted on me a little bit. I'm like, okay. And now this girl got, like, three kids. Um, she, she, she kind of looked awful. I'm like, man, I wouldn't even talk to her now. And um, I hit, I, I say, I'm like, hey, what's going on? Because I'm like, I ain't see you in a minute, type thing. And she was kind of trying to get with me a little bit, and I just kind of left. I just left it alone. I'm mm-hmm. like, nah, I'm cool. I'm
2: good.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Tony Scott says, is that why Lori Harvey left him? Look, the, the contract the was contract up, okay. was up, man. Contract was up. <laughs> They went their separate ways. It was what it was. So, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Like, and I've seen women, like, go at uh, Michael B. Jordan for being, like, this corny guy or not having, like, an edge to him. And it was like, I don't know, man. Y'all, I thought we were over this nerd black guy versus cool R- russell wilson future you, shit you know like
1: we, can we we gotta man we need to make a list a gypsy juice podcast list we need to stop discussing corny what corny is <laughs> because who the hell knows what corny is like what exactly is because one moment women be sitting there talking about this guy corny that guy corny mm. he ain't got no edge to him but then they be like, "Oh, ain't nothing wrong with being corny." Um, yes,
0: <laughs> like Russell Wilson. nothing wrong with being he, a square. He, he
1: loved his wife. So what's wrong? Mm-hmm. I want corny. No, you don't. Like don't sit there and lie <laughs> and like stop trying to make corny like it's cool. Uh, it's the word cool. Like corny, yes. corny is corny, man. <laughs> like you can't make corny cool. Like you could, you could say somebody a little cheesy and all mm-hmm. that stuff, but nobody said. Oh, yeah, I like you. You corny. <laughs> like, yes. that, that wasn't a deer mint type uh, yes, that's thing. <laughs> 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 like, don't sit here and try to say, uh, try to make corny as cool. Just say the person not corny. <laughs> just say, just say he ain't corny to me. You ain't got to sit there and talk about, I like corny. Like, no, you don't. Yeah. You don't want to talk is, to nobody corny. corny. A,
0: yes, exactly. <laughs> and corny, corny is like Dad joke type shit, man. When I think of corny, I don't think of a a nigga who got a nine to five. (laughs) Like, that's everybody, man. When I think of corny, I think of that one dude who always has some terrible joke he got to get off his chest to you. Yeah, they think he's funny and he's really not. (laughs) Yeah. And and just always have some goofy shit to say. Yeah. That's corny to me. Yeah. Corny is not, I, I go to work and pay my bills on time. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> like, but now every that's the same thing with Square, you know, like <laughs> Square and Corny are like these slurs now to describe regular niggas. <laughs> it's like okay, y'all got to get off of social media and realize that nobody's living these rap star lifestyles in real life, man. Okay, yeah, th- th- this shit, this myth of a gangbanger who also is <laughs> a billionaire and can do all this shit and l- you can live the lifestyle you want if you get with him it's yeah. just not gonna happen man you're gonna end up with a regular ass nigga and niggas gonna end up with a regular ass girl and that's just gonna be our life okay yeah <laughs> stop looking at social media and thinking your life's gonna end up like what you see from your celebrity people yeah it's not gonna happen
1: yeah yeah and I always think it's funny when women say stuff like, oh, y'all just calling Russell Wilson corny because he love his woman. Like, no, that's not the reason, man. Yes. Honestly, to me, I, I felt like he got a little edged since he got with Sierra. Mm-hmm. Like, no, like the stuff he be saying, you know, at times trying to be cool is corny. Yep. Like that's the stuff I'm talking about. I'm I don't care. Bronco Nation,
0: let's ride. Yeah. Every press conference, <laughs> fucking throw five interceptions in the game. Let's J- ride. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you could call me Mister <laughs> Unlimited. Yeah, <laughs> like that's oh, that's some corny stuff, man. Like, anyway, I, look, man, I like I like a dude that's in a relationship that love his wife. I I like that type of stuff, man. I like I like black love. I like. I like Tiana Taylor and Iman Shepard. I don't think they're corny. So <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot. Look, man, look, we just got to call it how it is, man. Like, we're we not sitting there calling somebody corny because they love a girl or they're yes. married. <laughs> like, that's ridiculous.
0: <laughs> no, nah, Russell Wilson. And for a while, I thought I did. I, I was one of those who thought people were being way too hard on Russell Wilson because, to me, the shit he was saying was like typical – PC NFL quarterback stuff.
3: Yeah.
0: But he did start getting weird, man. So he, he really started getting weird after what, a while. What was the
1: turning point for you? Uh,
0: the just the, the way he reacted during the Broncos era, <laughs> the the fucking Subway commercial. Some of his posts on social media were just getting weird too. I don't I can't think of one thing in particular, but just after a while, I'm like, okay, something's really like wrong with this dude, for real. Like, he's not normal, man. Like, mm-hmm. it's not even the him being a straight-edge guy. It's just something way that, the way he talks is just strange, man. Yeah. <laughs> and the way he tries to make these catchphrases happen, Bronco Nation, let's ride after every single... Like, why are you saying this goofy shit, man? Yeah. Like, your team is like 3-13 and 13 and y'all look awful. <laughs> I don't know. It's i don't know it's uh i don't know he's just a strange guy in general but yeah um, there was also some talk about what she wore i think it was to the oscars i guess i don't know yeah was like half naked yeah it's, some it's
1: shit. A see, it was a see-through dress with like she yeah. had a thong on
0: <laughs> yeah yeah nice christian woman right there I tell you yeah <laughs>
1: what's funny is uh Hey, look, this ain't the woman hater podcast. Y'all could go somewhere else if y'all mm-hmm. want to listen that. But it's just funny seeing women. Like, Why y'all worry about what she wearing? He like it. They just going all that stuff. But mm-hmm. they, they was they was talking shit about uh what's his name um th- the dude that played for the Thunder where that who had them red boots on with that outfit. Sha Gilchrist. Sha Gil Gil. Uh, yeah, but everybody
0: sh- got them boots on now, yeah, man. I yeah. can't even. Do- <laughs> but see, but
1: see, they was clowning him for it because mm-hmm. of his outfit. I'm gonna show you his outfit. But uh, the outfit, the outfit was super weird. Where I'm like, Ugh. like, nah, the outfit was weird. But he was getting roasted for it. It's like yeah. why y'all talking about his outfit? So as somebody, <laughs> soon as the guy talk about the female's outfit, then y'all get pissed. Mm-hmm. But yeah, <laughs> but um. Yeah, man. People wasted too much damn time talking about their damn outfit, man.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, who cares? I mean, shit. If I if my girl looked that good wearing some shit like that, I'd be like, girl, rock that shit. I'm yeah. Her. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, everybody's like, wow, this is somebody's mother. This is somebody's wife. <laughs> it's like, you I mean, obviously don't care. Yeah. But I, I do feel like Sierra's trying to make like this some kind of comeback as like a hot girl or some shit like that man like a city girl comeback cuz the music she's making and the dresses she's wearing yeah i feel like she's trying to like recapture what's going on in in hip hop and music right now with black women yeah to me get that city girl energy going
1: to me i don't even think it's a city girl i feel like she's trying to get that rihanna that edgy yeah. rihanna thing where i don't care like mm-hmm. i could just wear this to it and it's like everybody can't, everybody can't do that, man. So, uh, yeah, to me, that's what that's what it seemed like to me. But uh, yeah, let me show you this real quick. Uh, what he was wearing, hey, he was getting his ass roasted. Oh though. <laughs>
0: Here we go. <laughs> oh yeah, man, those those boots gotta go. <laughs> those boots, like. Oh, are are niggas getting paid to rock this shit? Or are they just doing it because everybody else is doing it?
2: Yeah,
1: I don't I'm know. getting
0: sick of these Mega Man boots, man. Like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on with this shit, man? But this this would this would be a good fit in like '93. I think <laughs> minus the boots. I think this. I think like, this would be a nice little retro fit. I think this
1: fit gonna come back sooner than you think, man because the baggy clothes are already coming no, that's back. Right. that's bit. been back. That's been yeah. back. The I th- I think like a lot of people still wearing the fitted jeans but mm-hmm. I think this look minus the boots it, it will be back, man. I think the baggy baggy clothes going to be back. Yeah.
0: No, baggy backs, baggy clothes are already back, man. Like they're already Especially with the women. Uh, yeah. With
1: the women, baggy, in- cl- baggy mm-hmm.
0: clothes, baggy jeans, big ass shirts are back. Now yeah. the the throwback yeah. jerseys ain't back yet, yeah. But yeah, the baggy baggy era is definitely back, man. It's already been back for a while. <laughs> so, yep, all them, all them, all them yeah. pictures we took in two thousand one, two thousand two, bring, can, bring back. them back out and I not be know. ashamed.
2: Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> they can stop being <laughs> us for um for uh, Halloween and shit.
0: Yep, <laughs> yep, it's coming back, man. It's all cyclical. Yeah, so. <laughs> Um, anything else happened this week, man? I feel like we're forgetting something, but I can't think of nothing right now. Mm,
1: uh, check, what I talk about? Check and see what's trending, man. Yeah, <laughs> this around the time shit be happening.
0: I know, right? <laughs> Let me see what's going on. Uh, that that might be everything. Yeah, I can't think of anything yeah. else. I see Chloe bailey trending i think she had a sex scene in a movie or some shit oh really how you feel a about tv show
1: how you feel about holly bailey uh hailey bailey that's
0: playing uh i think her name Haley, right it's Hallie. holly holly bailey holly bailey it's, oh, yeah, ha- it's right. like holly berry but holly yeah. bailey yeah
1: i see somebody in the comments said hey i thought holly Berry was playing in this um but it was holly uh, holly bailey but uh how you feel about the uh little mermaid <laughs> remake Or the Little Mermaid movie. Were you a Little Mermaid fan?
0: No. (laughs) Like, the shit was for girls, man. (laughs) Like, my sister and my mom loved that movie. I didn't. Okay. Yeah, I I never watched it. I didn't like, I didn't really like many Disney movies, man. Like, I I never liked the musical breaks. The only only Disney movies I fucked with as a kid were Lion King, King, Aladdin, and Hercules.
1: Okay.
0: Those were the only three I would watch. Over and over again. Anything else, Little Mermaid, all that other shit, I wasn't with it, man.
1: Yeah, the only ones I watched was Lion King. And I knew, I I watched uh, Aladdin a few times, mm-hmm. but that wasn't in my rotation. <laughs> Lion King yeah. was more in my rotation. But Toy um,
0: Story I liked too when that came out. I fuck with Toy Story. Yeah. But that's really about it, man.
1: Yeah, but I yeah I I'm out when the musical hit because it's funny because I was watching this trailer of the uh, new Mermaid movie and I'm like damn this actually look alright and then once she started singing I was just like nope yeah <laughs> like I, I'm out like I am out on musicals man I cannot do musicals
0: <laughs> yeah it's just annoying and yeah, yeah the, I don't know the the live none of the live action like why they keep making these live action remakes. None of them been good, man. <laughs> think about all of them that came out. They remade Lion King. They remade Aladdin. They remade uh something like new Pinocchio, I think. They made oh, remade yeah. a whole bunch of shit, and none of them have been fired. Yeah. Like, none of them been good, man. <laughs> like, think about all the classics. Are you, are you going to say, I want to watch The Little Mermaid? Let me watch the Chloe Bailey. Let me, let me watch Lion King and somebody put on the Beyoncé mm. version. Yeah. You say, turn that bullshit off, man. I thought we was yeah. watching the cartoon. <laughs> and,
1: and see, and see, it's a good. that's a good point you made because I think right now in the moment, it will do something. But it's not like timeless, man. Like, yeah. We're going to go back to the OG Lion King.
0: <laughs> we, they remade the Jungle Book, too. I remember that. Yeah. Nobody cared. Yeah,
1: we go back to the actual cartoon, man. We're not mm-hmm. going back to to uh the the real lion king or the real m- mermaid so yeah yes yeah, i don't know I, I just wish they stopped doing that we go we're gonna get to a point where they're gonna try to do a, a real live toy story that's gonna i
0: would not be surprised man that
1: that will suck man
0: <laughs> at this point i'll be surprised they just remade the whole toy story <laughs> made it look like new. I don't know, but yeah, they gonna yeah, have some. Yeah.
1: They gonna have some white dude playing. Um, yeah, Tom Hanks. They are
0: gonna, <laughs> <laughs> gonna recast Buzz Lightyear as a black guy, and everybody's gonna be all upset. <laughs> yeah, Idris Elba. <laughs> yeah, he's Elba gonna be Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> uh, what the fuck, man? Yeah, are are, yeah.
1: are you watching anything new on TV? So far,
0: uh, outside the Chris Rock thing, what have I seen lately? Um, shit, nothing really. What about you?
1: Uh, no, I was watching my usuals, so uh, I, I still need to catch up on Snowfall, it's the <clears> last <throat> season of that. Um, man, I bailed out of BMF, man.
0: <laughs> That's sh- gotten bad. That
1: show looking like a 2B show, man. <laughs> oh no, so uh. Like I bailed out, so it was a scene where um um somebody came in with a dead dog in the church in the middle of service, mm-hmm. and you could tell the dog is fake. Like the dog don't look real at all. It was like a Martin dog. And Snoop Snoop is in this show and he's playing a pastor. So this is this don't look real at all, man. And Snoop pulled out a gun in the middle of service. Talk about you! About to make me get back to my East Side ways. Oh my and God! i was just like, all right. I'm like after that. I'm like I'm done. Oh but my God! Apparently that show got worse because uh, Young Miami is in it. Carisha is in it,
2: mm.
1: and they said she has some of the worst acting you can yeah, possibly I heard. Yeah. find.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I did hear about that. Oh, this it's is why like-
1: they call you Big Meech. <laughs> 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 like,
0: oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, you can't just put anybody into a fucking serious TV show, man. But, yeah.
1: Yeah. So yeah. so yeah, that's yeah, I'm done with that, but um I haven't watched The Last of Us, the uh the season finale yet.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna binge watch that whole show, man. Okay. I'm, I'm finally gonna get to it.
1: Yeah, maybe we could talk about it. I use yeah. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. It's obviously it's not neck and neck with the game. There's yeah. gonna be some different stuff in there that might confuse you, but
0: I thought they were gonna stretch out. Like apparently, this this season covers the whole first game. And mm. I was kind of surprised by that because they, they've announced like three seasons, but there's only been two games so far.
1: Yeah. So you I thought they're they were gonna stretch out. You know what they're about to do, man.
0: I thought they were gonna <laughs> stretch out uh the first game into like two seasons. Because mm. if you played the game, you know what happens in the second game. Mm. So yeah. I thought they were gonna stretch out, but apparently they this season covers the whole first game. So pretty interesting to see yeah. um, how they'll do for the second season. But
1: yeah, they, they might uh, do a Harry Potter type thing where they just it just go, uh, uh, they start making the movie so quick that they pass the book up. Yeah, where they just start. Or they'll <laughs> do <a laughs> Game the of Thrones. Movie. That'll be the worst case scenario. Yeah, that, that's what Thrones they probably it, do too. Yeah. yeah, they start making worst it up on scenario. their own. Yeah, because yeah. so, uh, those games take
0: a long time to make, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so I've been watching that. Um, Power, Power Book is back on this week, mm-hmm. I want to say. I'll probably check that out, but outside of that, man, I've just been chilling, man.
0: Same here. Tony guy <laughs> says The Mandalorian. I haven't seen that show yet, man. I, I used to be like a big Star Wars guy growing up. But I've just lost interest in it, man. I watched Obi-Wan and I didn't think it was good. Mm. Um, this new star, I saw all the new movies. I didn't really like them. It's like, I don't know if Star Wars got worse or I just stopped. i If I just grew out of it, honestly, mm-hmm. it's one of those things. I can't tell what happened because like visually they all look good. They got good actors in them, but it's just I don't care about it like I used to. And I love sci-fi stuff, mm-hmm. you know, but just star, star Wars for some reason I just I, I I can't get into it like I used to be man I don't mm. know what it is I might have just grown out of it But yeah. it might just be me
1: Yeah I'm still watching the um, Your Honor on show, uh, Showtime It's still pretty solid to me So that's probably the best show out right now And I think Everybody on board with the show So <laughs> once that happens It seem like the show starts going down a little bit <laughs> Yeah but um, so far, it's still good, man.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do hate when the uh, when the show gets popular. Sometimes that's a good thing, and it's a bad thing. Yeah, I think when it's a bad thing, it's like um, you can tell the, the 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 creators start doing shit that the audience wants to see. Yes, and that's when the shows start to suck, man. Because you're like, okay, that's, that's what happens. You're keeping this character alive just because people like them. Yeah, you're doing this and this just because people want to see it. And that's when shows start to get shitty, when they get popped That's what happened to Game of Thrones. Yeah. Characters got too popular then they would never die. <laughs> so it's like, okay. Yeah. And that's, that's one thing that sucks about a, a show getting more popular with time is that they start to cater to the audience a little too much. And that kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tony Scott says, this will bring you back. I've heard The Mandalorian is good, man. I'm going to check it out. I need Disney Plus again. I'll probably get it for a month and check some shit out, but I've heard that show is actually good, um, so I'll check it out, but I don't know. In general, I'm just kind of over. I, I think once Disney gets some shit, they just overdo it, man. Like, <laughs> every baseball stadium got a May the 4th be with you type shit going on. Man, everybody just night. like Star Wars characters. Yeah. It's like, it's too much Star Wars going on. Man, it
1: make you not like Star Wars because, like, yeah. I don't like it. Bec- I never got into it. But I don't like it because of how everybody is about it. Yeah, it it made me. That's kind of the reason why I ain't like um, Game of Thrones, Mm
2: -hmm. because
1: people walking around like they got the fucking doctrines or some shit, (laughs) a college degree, (laughs) because they watch Game of Thrones. Like I'm like like, I ain't watching that shit now. Like no, it's deeper than you know. It's just like all right, like I'm not like if you acting like that, I don't want to act like that watching the damn Mm -hmm. TV show. So I ain't going to watch it.
0: <laughs> yes. Star Wars used to be a huge deal. I I still remember in 1999 when episode one came out and uh, that was a, such a big deal because mm. it was the first new Star Wars movie since like the 80s, man. Mm. It had been like 20 years since the last Star Wars movie.
2: Yeah.
0: Like, well, 15 or whatever. whatever. It's been a long time since the last Star Wars movie came out. Yeah, I was like so
1: 15 we, of them since
0: yeah and now there's a a new show every year a new movie every other year it's like how do you get hyped about star wars still it's always the same shit it's like niggas with jedi powers and niggas flying around in spaceships it's always the same type of stuff going on but in 1999 when it was like the first new thing in a long time everybody was super hyped about it man i thought we saw that movie at midnight waited in line for the shit. And it was just incredible at the time. So, yeah, yeah, it was just the vibe is just different now. They always overdo it. Same with Marvel. It was a big deal when like Iron Man came out, then Thor, then Captain America. It was a big deal. And now you got a new show every year. You got a new movie every few months. Yeah. How do you stay hyped about this shit, man? No,
1: we so far behind now. Like, I don't even know where to start at this point you just give it we, up man. we missed the last two i want to say we missed the last two uh marvel movies mm-hmm. so i don't know
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i'm I'm sure uh ant-man will be on disney plus soon if it's not already yeah but yeah uh, it's just it's too much going on man it's hard to get hyped about something when it's like always a new thing coming yeah. out
1: yeah how you feel about the Sh- uh, shazam movie because I think I like just, the first one, man. I think I like the just, first one a lot. That just came out today.
0: I like the first Shazam a lot, actually. I thought it was a good movie, man. I don't know if I like this enough to see it in the theater. I, actually, I know I don't. <laughs> it'll, it'll be on HBO Max soon enough, I'm sure. Yeah. But I like the first Shazam movie, man. I thought it was actually a solid superhero movie, man. Mm. And um, I'm sure this one will be good too. We'll see. But, um, I don't know. As In general, I'm just tired of superhero shit. Um, but I might check this one out because I like the first one, man. I thought it was good. It was solid. Okay. Okay. So we'll see. Um, I think that about does it, man. It's been about three hours. it yeah. been a long podcast.
1: I'm, I'm over here sore. I've been working yeah. out like crazy. I feel like I'm buff now.
0: I'm over here with some weird sniffling problems, man. I don't know what's going on with me. (laughs) I
1: thought you were sniffing. Do a little
0: (laughs) Yeah, doing a little do a little line in between takes, you know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Tony Scott said Mary Kingstown, that's a good show too. I need to catch up on that. But I heard a number of good things about that show.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good things to watch this season, so yeah. i'll get into that so yeah appreciate everybody who joined the stream man appreciate y'all tony scott in the facebook comments christina figgy's white dropped by as well appreciate y'all for listening yeah. everybody chiming in make sure y'all check us out Troy. every friday ish yeah um at uh what's it called at around seven eight whenever we feel like recording you know, it go yeah but appreciate y'all for kicking it with us make sure to subscribe on youtube as well Check out our ESG interview if you haven't. It's a really good interview. Catching up with ESG, a legendary hip-hop figure in our city. And, uh, yeah, until next time, y'all. Peace.